This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am not Matthew Bungard. My name is Dale and I'll be hosting today. To my right, he didn't put his tackle in the air, Mitch Doyle. My tackle in the air? Uh, Not tackled in the air. I could put my tackle in the air. Please don't do that. G'day everyone. And to my left, filling in for um, Matthias Bungard. And he... actually good hair this week. <laughs> I have the best hair in rugby league. <laughs> Roy Stage has started early. He didn't get mad that Broncos fans booed the Seagulls on the weekend. <laughs> you see that guy? It's, been, it's, it's Ben Wallace. Action Ben Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> Action Ben Wallace. Did you see that guy? That was great. He got real upset. <laughs> no respect. No respect for my Seagulls and a home game. on that name. Oh, that was great. Uh, anyway, more on that later. It feels we... good to have good hair in the room for once. It's oh, rare, it's but very it's very kind of you. In the presence of decent hair, it's nice. Yeah, full, good volume. <laughs> Notice you haven't <laughs> talked about my hair. At this <laughs> no. point, yeah. good hairline though, Dale. I'll oh, say that's, that's nice kind hairline. Of you. So. Get that from my father. Thanks, Dad. You do. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of people who should be giving shout-outs to their father, don't know where that went. <laughs> <laughs> Canterbury-Bankstown, 14, North Queensland, 30. That's Stadium Australia on Thursday night. Uh, so this was a game... Nice egg with little meaning to it. But it was a nice egg. <laughs> this, is, uh, this was a result that I, to be really honest, did not see coming at all. Uh, North Queensland, 30. Canterbury-Bankstown, 14. In uh, a result that would have cost the bookies a lot of money. You think? Big, yeah. Do you, you reckon a lot of people no, got on the Cowboys? I reckon, they won, I reckon the bookies run big on this night. The Cowboys yeah, were like yeah, two fifty. Yeah, I think all the money was on the dogs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who knew uh, Cowboys better when they had actual players in their spine? What a surprise! That is a great statistic. Yeah, <laughs> like I have this argument with a few people. Who are like, yes, they are worse without Thurston. No shit. But they were missing most of their spine for the last few weeks, and automatically they get back uh, Granville and Coot. The dummy half speed's real nice. Coot's, you know, a bit of a playmaker and also a bit of a leader out in that field there, mm. and it made Morgan better. And instantly they're a better side. Fuck your Kale and Ponga hot takes. They don't need him to win football games. They were better with Coot there. And uh, Sneaky Cohen Hess became the equal top try scorer of the year. Eight tries, <laughs> and I think six of them off the bench. Yeah, he took like five runs in this game too. It's great. He did nothing <laughs> in the game except, except for falling on two balls. <laughs> yeah, I looked up the game after. Like, he had like 15 runs and like 10 runs. Uh, 15, sorry, tackles and like eight runs and <laughs> two tries. Nothing else. Winger's effort from Cohen Hess. <laughs> Where were they playing him, uh, remind me? Through the middle? No, no, on the edge. Oh, that's still okay the, then. Still in the second row. Well, that's good. That's it's good to be able to fall over on the edge. I mean, if they were if he was falling over for tries in the middle, I would be asking a lot of questions. Yeah, I'd be asking a lot of questions to a dogs fan anyway. Like I thought yeah. they were past this garbage performance a few weeks ago when they re-signed Dez and everything got settled. It was just hot garbage from them. I think he gave him a spray in the press conference saying something like they've got no one to blame but themselves, or themselves and you for coaching them badly. <laughs> yeah, um, it's usually they're dominant in the forwards either way, and then they then then if they pour, it usually comes elsewhere. But they weren't dominant in the forwards in this game either. Mm. And this Cowboys pack, whilst it has Tamalolo in it, it's not at full strength really. It's missing missing Matt Scott, missing Pat Kafusi is not amazing. But Asiata's first start at prop, who had quite a good game for me, a good player and a good really? re-signing for them. Asiata's first start at prop. Yeah. So, wow, uh, that's that's interesting. Oh, this year. I don't know if it's all... Uh, oh, he might have started the prop last year a couple of times. Not since he was in under sixes. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, brave of them to put a 5-8 uh, prop. I mean, that's... <laughs> but yeah, Doggies just didn't have much. And I've been on a, a frawly hater. I know you're a fan, Ben Wallace, but this is one of those games I just thought he didn't really offer I much. I swung so hard watching this game. Because, like, yeah, I've been 
I've been a big fan because I've been thinking if you look at the personnel that the dogs have, they need someone to control everything because they don't have anyone to control anything. And I thought Frawley was the guy to do it because any time he came on, they looked more structured, they got their job done, guys were in the right place. And then he got 80 minutes and he looked like hot pass. He is a reminder of Jeff Robson a lot. And that's not trying to make a Jeff Robson joke, but Robson was a decent organiser with little talent. Mm. And that's what Frawley is, but probably even got less talent than Jeff Robson. (laughs) I mean, there's no sting in attack with him. There's not. Guys stand where they're supposed to stand, but they don't do anything other than stand yeah, there. To stand. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I've been at games live when he's been on the come on the field and you can see him directing play but there's not much some athletic ability in him for me or his first grade abilities of football and this is why I don't think we heard much of him before he got his debut. I mean, he probably only debuted because Josh Cleland was injured when he got the debut anyway and they happened to win some games. He looked good in a monsoon against the Broncos when it was a simple game plan of direct and kicking to the corners. Looked good against the Knights but who hasn't? And hasn't been much since then. And we've got four more weeks out to look at him. And he's auditioning for potential of Bulldogs Harvard next year. Or maybe somewhere else. But I don't like his chances. Yeah, he looks like he's probably going to be one of those guys that ends up a bit like Tim Moulton. Where he's too good for New South Wales Cup, but not good enough to play first grade. Yeah, mm. I think that's harsh on Moulton, by the way. Before injuries, Moulton was actually good. You forget, we go back and watch him. He was actually a good fullback for like a year there. But then uh, the knees happened. And yeah, it's for that one year. That one year. He was yeah. good for that one year. Actually, that's a lot of those Tigers plays, isn't it? For that one year. Remember one Dean year. Collis? <laughs> for that one year, Blake Ashford. That one year, he was good. I was working for the footy show, and we had this event at the star. Yeah. And we were like asking people, oh, what's your tip for the year? It was like round two or something like that. And someone said to Sturlo, oh, Tim Moulton for Origin this year. And then about four other Tigers, like, Tim Moulton for Origin. We're like, maybe he's going to be fucking good here. <laughs> and then his knee went about three weeks later. Yeah, that's good. That's before Twitter because that would have copped some pumping if that ever got on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Tamalolo is taking a bit of a cruise control at the moment, so I've noticed a lot less work. But maybe with how hard he was carrying early in the season, it's good to get a, a bit less work out of him in a game they, they win and save him for when they really need to, to push his metres up and his runs up. The one I've noticed that's really dropped off in the Cowboys is Ethan Lowe. A couple of years oh, yeah. ago, I thought he was close to the best second rower in the comp. He was running great lines. He did his work. And now he's just kind of there. There's nothing of that brilliant guy that I saw a couple of years ago. And when he gets spelled for Cohen Hess, Hess is doing the stuff that Lowe used to do. Yeah, I mean, Lowe is still a really good worker. But uh, Hess is probably better than him in, in, in with the ball in hand. Definitely mm. better line runner. Low better in defence, but you'd rather have the other guy better with the ball in hand, really. Better hair, better jawline, <laughs> yeah. better name. Great jawline. Cohen, great jawline. He could be Roger Ramjet. He him, could be. Him and Kieran Foran, best jawline competition. Great jawline. Very good. And, uh, <laughs> Cordner, good jaw, not jawline. Oh, no, no. Good jawline, <laughs> bad, bad chin. Bad chin, that's it. Yeah, bad chin. But yeah, Ethan Lowe's just turned into, what, 20, 30 minutes on the edge, 20 minutes in the middle and off the field. He's a white Alex Glenn at the moment. Wow. What the, well, he's a little better than Alex Glenn's playing like, but at the same role. Yeah, yeah. those <laughs> two and uh, oh well, let's keep rolling. Some other player, Guerra. <laughs> three, yeah. three biggest drop-offs in the second oh, row of the last five years. They are. Happy. That's a good call. Guerra gets slammed on this podcast every week too. Well, Guerra does get slammed. He gets slammed everywhere every week. <laughs> well, Poor Aiden. You know, so he can play for Italy in the World Cup, and he'll be, he'll be oh, right. That's okay. I think they're a C team, so I think he's allowed two other countries. Anyway, I think that's how it works. You don't get 30k like playing for Australia, but you get all-you-can-eat pizza bar. You get to go down a bus I mean, board in Leica. I mean, who's the winner here, really? <laughs> Unli- unlimited espressos at bus board. <laughs> yeah, Bar Italia. Bar you get, Italia, yeah. You get, you get one free espresso per week. Which costs you like 40 cents anyway, yeah. but, you know. Uh, we move on to the early Friday night games. St. George Illawarra, 14. Cronulla Sutherland, 18 at 
Cogra. Uh, this this game was a lot closer than I think I tipped, and I think a lot of other people tipped. Um, uh, tries for the Dragons to Vaughn and Packer. Tim Lafayette with three from three, which I didn't know was a thing. <laughs> um, Sasai Fecky with two tries for the Sharks and Ricky Latelli with the other one. Um, firstly, I hate six o'clock games. They suck. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, uh, yeah, I think the Dragons were worth almost... I know this sounds stupid, but really almost worth the win here. Um, they were good. They kind of had a brain fade for the first try. Um, Whipper Nene McDonald... <laughs> uh, trying to knock the ball out of the bloke's hand when he's three on one, um, and basically player just goes around him, and no, the other try happens, uh, the two tries rather. But yeah, I, I think the Dragons were very close to being worth a win here, and the Sharks really did enough, but didn't quite show up. If you know what I mean? Isn't that a lot of the Sharks now though? They keep mm. winning this year, and they're not really like the better team on the field in a lot of those games. They completed sixty eight percent of this game, and couldn't get out of their end for a while there, but. Just got it done. They're somehow it's seven and three. Yeah, they look like they've got premiership hangover. But then when it looks like they're going to lose, they then pull two tries out of nowhere, and yeah. I don't know how they do it. They score weird tries too. The try that won this game was Jack Bird got his hand on the ball twice in the same movement. Yep, and score with a little flick up off the ground. Where on a lot of occasions a player might have died trying to score himself there, but Bird unselfishly flicked it up and they won the football game. But it was it was a strange game. Or somehow Latelli ends up looking brilliant, and it's. I don't know how Latelli yeah. has ever looked brilliant. Isn't but that he, weird? It keeps happening. Well, it's Slick Rick. Every every few weeks, something nice happens, and uh, getting probably getting himself a fat contract. I was going to say, is Titans. he on like a six week contract at the Sharks? <laughs> Plays well every six. But weeks. yeah, this this Dragons pack. What can we say every week? Just how good Vaughn and DeBellin are. Off McInnes is nice worker on dummy half. I mean, the first try from Vaughn again off a nice ball from McInnes. Yep. Then the try for Packer comes from again Vaughn running off McInnes and then Vaughn getting the outside of uh, was it Gallon and Fafita? No, Fafita and Graham he split yeah. and popped it to Packer. Just brilliant play again from the guy who's got great late footwork and should be an Origin contention, but probably isn't. Um, Vaughn looks like he's lost a hell of a lot of weight too. He's um, just like he he, he kind of looks like he's. I know it sounds strange, but his, his body shape has changed in the last he's kind of 12 He's more T-shaped than Kitty. Yeah, yeah I and, agree with that. But he hasn't lost any of that leg drive, which is something that often happens to guys when they lose weight. They stop pressing a lot of weight with their legs and they yeah. lose their leg drive. He hasn't done that. And because he's kind of gone more upper body, he's able to get his arms free and pass the ball like he did the Packer in that situation. Yeah. I just love watching him and uh, DeBellin work in tandem. Like, I know forward work isn't for everybody. People don't watch the game to watch forwards all the time, but I just love watching them run off the back of each other. They're late footwork at the line, how they get behind the ruck often, mm. and it's how smart those two guys are, how they create opportunities in the middle of the field. It's it's a recipe, you know, that you can't be struck very often in other clubs. It's a recipe for success for, success for the Dragons. And even without Widdop and with just Josh McCrone, they got close to beating the reigning premiers. And it's yeah. not bad for them. They the, basically have two huge ball-playing kind of yeah. half five eights. Yeah, the real killer for them in this game for me was um, started the second half. McCrone put the ball out for seven tackle sets, three sets in a row. And one of those can change a game. But three sets in a row, yeah. not good. <laughs> Not good at all. That's happened a couple of times to the Dragons that McCrone's kicking games really hurt them. Oh, he's got the most by some distance this year, the kicks uh, uh, gone for seven. And the problem with these ones as well, they weren't like five-metre-out grubbers. The first one was from 40 metres, and the other two were from the outside of 20. You can't be putting kicks from that distance out for seven tackles. Mm. And he did it often. And um, as Campo calls it, he has right foot mystery, the kicking game of uh, Josh McCrone. It's like when you put in the pie chucker in a cricket game. Yeah. That's uh, Josh McCrone's kicking game. And they work sometimes... 
<laughs> Spin the wheel. <laughs> exactly right. Right foot mystery. <laughs> but uh, didn't come up trumps on the night for, for the Dragons. But there's some decent signs that and they might jag a win or two with that whip. And they're going to New Zealand this week. And they've been pretty good there in the past. And they'll probably have a chance to beat the Warriors. Very good record over there from memory. Uh, the, the, the Dragons have a fairly, uh, I'm not going to say soft, but pretty soft draw coming up in, in the next mm. five weeks. But um, we'll come on to that later. And I'm loving our Val Holmes at fullback, getting better every week too. Just one of those guys looks like every kick return is a chance to break out. Which is strange that they're chasing Dugan when Val Holmes is getting better as a fullback. Yeah. And, and basically they paid him like a fullback. The, what I've heard now is that they're going to pay Dugan the apparent bird money to play centre. Like a million bucks to be a centre. I don't understand rugby league. No, look, I'm, but they wouldn't play bird that money. Yeah, well they offered him closer. To, that's what they claimed, remember, when they wrote the press release. They yeah. wrote bird biggest offer in Sharks history or whatever. Mm. But I'm done caring about where people put their money. If it's if they got homes on cheaper fullback money, whatever, some of the guys have a different contract. I don't care if they pay a centre a million. You, I'm done debating with you're everybody. You're worth what the market will pay. Yeah. yeah. There's no worth or not worth, but what I don't understand is not paying Bird the same amount you'll pay someone from yeah. another club when Bird's proven I, to be I agree, good for yeah. you. I agree and with that. And he's already there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I just I get so sick of arguing about, oh, he's worth 650 but you paid 700 Who cares? You're worth what the market will pay. Yeah, yeah, exactly and right. that 650 is a completely arbitrary figure now because oh, mate, the cap's going up. All, it all fan we still value- don't know how much, but yeah, it's exactly. going up. All fan valuations are arbitrary because we don't know what people are actually on. Yeah. In the end, they don't mean shit. And there's stuff like where they say, oh, he's getting $1.2 million a year, and that might be... Seven hundred against the cap, and the yeah. rest is third party. And another guy might be seven hundred and six hundred against the cap. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's hard to know who's getting what in third party deals and all that sort of stuff. It's just draining for me. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> this sweet uh, Shire money. I don't know what that'd be. TPAs with Northies. <laughs> I did see some Dragons fans screaming out, rich clubs taking their players. <laughs> taking Dugan. You've been club almost moved from bankruptcy three years ago, stealing your players. They must have been young, young like, Sharks fans. Don't I don't remember, remember how the Sharks started. I don't remember Dragons fans crying when they signed Ben Hunt about the, the rich clubs taking players. I don't oh. remember hearing that. No. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, West Tigers 8, South Sydney 28 in what was eventually quite a romp. Oh, what uh, snorefest this was. Anyway, moving on. Penrith. <laughs> uh, we do have to discuss this. West Tigers 8, South 28 at the Olympic Stadium on Friday night. Uh, this was kind of the bird just dropped the ball a lot show. <laughs> what, and so, still won yeah, somehow. still won somehow. Um, <laughs> Any w- game where Alex Johnson scores two tries, your team's not good at defence. Your team should probably be like play New South Wales Cup for the rest of the season. Tom Bird shot the ball four times. What? <laughs> really? Four times in a game, in the, in the forwards. I think we were talking about this off mic during the game, obviously off mic during the game, but I think the Burgess boys may have, may have combined for something like Nine errors? Six errors and two penalties. There we go. So Tom eight, Burgess nine. would not last long in a prison shower. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He'd pick it up again and go Maybe down for take seconds. Him. You put him in prison for two months, <laughs> showers every day, he will not drop a thing. He won't. He'll learn. But man, I just I can't get my head around that. Sometimes you see halves have four errors in a game, but generally it could be they've you know kicked two balls out in the full yeah. or whatever, and that counts as an error. Tom Burgess having four in the middle of the park, unless somehow one is ridiculous. To be fair... It was pouring rain. It was a pretty ugly game. It wasn't weather-wise, but well, it was an ugly game in general. But you know, four is inexcusable. He wasn't even on for the whole eighty no. minutes, was he? So no. there you go. Oh, man, the out of this game, though, the main talking point for me is just how pathetic Tedesco's performance was. Like, he doesn't want to. He doesn't care in defence. This this that was Crichton f- try was embarrassing. This yeah. first this was the first game I've looked at Tedesco and thought maybe he's better off going somewhere else. 
I thought, oh, I don't care about him leaving there or in the end, whatever. He chose what he wanted to do, but I care about players who put in any, no matter what time they get yeah. on the pitch or what, what the situation is. That He's still at this club. It was round 10. They're still in finals contention, maybe hard or not, but every team still is. And he's making business decisions based on his, his own career at that point on the field. It frustrates me. Like That Crichton try, as Ben mentioned, was embarrassing. Crichton broke the line. There was no one in support. All Tedesco had to do was crunch him. But he ran to the space where there was nobody, there was no support there to miss a tackle on some, purpose. Some people say Tedesco is actually still there. <laughs> what? Still standing there. Still standing there. <laughs> Waiting for Crichton. Yeah, but he just ran to space next to Crichton and let him <laughs> run around him. He made Crichton's footwear look, footwear look amazing. It was, it was soft. Remember last year we said when Semi scored that try against South, it was like a Make-A-Wish kid? Yeah. That's what this was like. <laughs> but like... With this here, like, I just thought he's better than that. That's yeah, I thought more of Tedesco. I don't know why, because the guy's put in for so long there. I just thought he was better than this kind of performance. And mm. I know I put him above levels. I thought he was better than Mitch Moses and better than Aaron Woods. But perhaps I, I was wrong on that. Maybe you know? saving himself. For what? For Origin. Well, de- that's definitely yeah. part of it. Definitely part of it, too. Yeah. Like Not getting injured before Origin. But yeah, Moses also disgusting in this game. He got his way. Turned up. Didn't play well and got his way out of the club. Good on you, mate. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, I'm yeah. sure. Souths. Uh, Souths took a while to give up on Alex Johnson, but it was the right call. Yep. Walker at fullback. They won the football game. And mm. uh, Sam Burgess looked better. Farrow was good, but it's more of a revenge game thing for me from Farrow being good. Do we want to talk um, about the uh, the real talking point of this game? What? Uh, see you, Manafanai's little love tap. See you, see you for 10. See you for 10. Can you uh, just hit him harder? Do you know he got dropped this week for that? Really? Yeah, not uh, named. Yeah. Swings it at a guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was someone's Twitter handle. I don't know who was still. That's very good. Ava swings it at a guy. I don't know who has that. Uh, I did enjoy Freddie's <laughs> interview, short interview with him in the post-match where he asked, did you hit him? <laughs> and he said, yeah, just a little one. <laughs> what do you mean, did you hit him? <laughs> yeah, camera. just a little one. And he was like, oh, good job. And then he started. Inter- he was trying to get away. From- he couldn't get away from Robbie fast enough in that interview. Anyway, um, I thought, as you said, Souths played well enough, but if I was a West fan, I would be nailing my membership to the seat. And the, uh, and the Black Maranta got two tries. Alex Johnston. Mm. Surprisingly, he looks good again when he has to run five metres and put the ball down. What a surprise. It's the hardest part of the game, mate. <laughs> didn't you know? Well, I did like Aaron Gray, I should say. He had a couple of real tough runs out of his own end. Yep. He's had a lot of off-field issues, but on the field, he runs the ball so hard for a little bloke. He's probably looking for a new club, too, if they sign Dago Gagai as well. So... Uh... Sorry, contract audition for him this year, probably. There's a there's a club that's just down the road that's looking for a for a fullback. Fullback. <laughs> I'll put him at fullback. <laughs> no, I don't know that I play him at fullback. <laughs> uh, should we move on to? Do we have to? <laughs> the greatest game in the history of rugby league. I don't want to do this one. <laughs> Penrith 36, New Zealand Warriors 28 <laughs> at Penrith Stadium on Saturday afternoon. It was amazing because uh, it's it's such a shame that the juniors who play on Saturday afternoon didn't get to see this. Uh, uh, kids, don't ever watch rugby league. It's a very strange game. <laughs> don't ever watch it. I um I was in Brisbane on this weekend and uh, for this game, we were at the pub till half time before we walked down towards the, the two, where were uh, you, Caxton. Where were you drinking? I don't remember. Some Irish pub in, in the Queen Street Mall near my hotel. Or near Airbnb. How yeah, many pints deep? Just white Not paper. that many yet. 
Not that many yet, but we're watching the game and I'm loving it. Can we get a running tally as we go through the games <laughs> where you're up to pint-wise? But like, Fusatua scores that half-like intercept. I'm slamming the table at the pub, high-fiving people, and I'm walking out in glory, strutting, strutting down roads, down Roman, past Roman Street Station, down to the Caxon, walking to Caxon, I'm just, what the fuck? I get it down, it's 30 to 28. What do you mean? What? So, watch the rest of the game, obviously, and Sean Johnson was disgusting in the last 20. I mean, not just his fault, the Warriors sucked. But he didn't get his hand on the ball enough for me in a situation that you want Sean Johnson on the ball, really. He touched the ball nine times before the last tackle in the last 20 minutes. And uh, I do I do see concerns in his form. I thought Kieran Form would make him a better player. But I'm so far seeing that he's deferring to Foran. And while Foran's performing, that's not really, you know, I thought Sean Johnson would go to another level with Foran there. It's not happening. But anyway, yeah, this is a bizarre game. The Warriors to go from that. I get switching off at half time when you're up by that, you think the game's over, but disgusting effort to switch off like that. The one thing I'm tired of hearing about with the Warriors is every time they're playing, oh, the big Warriors pack, they're not a big pack anymore. Their second not. rowers aren't big, they don't have those huge props anymore. There's three or four teams in the comp who are bigger than them, they're just an average pack now. But everyone talks about how big they are, and they're just not that anymore. They're not steamrolling teams. They're not big at all. I mean, James Gave is starting properly, he's pretty lean. Mm. Big fellow, but pretty lean. Charlie then, Gubb's getting a lot of time. He's not huge. Yeah. Uh, and then Jacob Lilliman, again, not big. No, uh, Madalino's big, but he's only working his way from injury now. And then mm. Bunty Afol played in the middle. Yeah, he's starting prop this week, Bunty Afol. No, lock, but lock, lock, I mean. Yeah, without mannering. So, not really a huge pack. You do hear a lot about it, though. And my concern is they're not big, but they're also not fit. No. Mm. I and they're not offloading either. They're not. I understand when you've had the ball for 20 minutes, you can be tired. But why didn't sort of last set of this game... They were playing one out footy to try and go back into it. And the easiest thing to do to make to make distance when you're in, stuck in your own end in that time is shift the ball. And they were so gassed they couldn't even get four guys in a line to shift the ball. They were just going one out, going dummy half runs or one out runs up to about the 50 or the 40 and kicking the ball. They got tackled in the Panthers half five times in the whole second half. Wow. And, like, and the, well, none of those tackles were past the 30 metre line. Like, it's not good enough. And I'm not, like, I've tried to make excuses for this team before, but it's not fucking good enough. But by that, a way at a team with no confidence left to let this happen to you is fucking pathetic. I'm about to drop a massive truth from Panthers fans and yeah. non-Panthers fans. Here's why they're a good second-half team. Because <laughs> they stopped playing Anthony Griffin's game plan at half-time. Because yeah. they play super stupid structured form that doesn't suit anyone on the team. They can't score points. They've got no set plays. And then at half-time, they go, all right, we're losing by 20. Let's chuck it round, <laughs> and they chuck it round, and they score point, and that's why they look good in the second half. They've got to get away. Like they're not going to because Griffin like Griffin ball, but they can't win the way that they play their first halves. I mean, what they do can't. they need? What do they need? Ten or nine of their last twelve or something like that. They can't do that the way they're playing. They can't, and they're going into a nice period now. They won't have many Origin players. They could mm. string some wins together. They could be the Raiders this year and, and be origin bullies like we were last year. They could be, but you know, you're not going to win playing that football they're playing in the first half with this Panther side. They, none of them flourish in it. They're a second-phase team, and you can't build a second-phase football side and try and play structure off of it. And there's so many strong players who aren't getting minutes, like um, Corey Harawira Naira is playing like 25 minutes. That kid could play 60 or 80. I do like what Isaiah Yo is doing, so I wouldn't be hooking him. Yeah, either. I've never been a fan, but he's been. their best forward. He's awesome this year. And then, but kids like Kikau aren't getting a run. They're awesome. Like, instead, you're running oh, yeah. these also runs. Isaiah Yo running rants. hard lines when they're down by 28 or whatever is the reason why, the reason why they got back in this game. He did it twice 
and scored two tries because he, he was one of the few guys who was getting stuck in when the game was over. And the other guys got in the back of that momentum and lifted. But he was really good. And as you said, it's a guy not many of us have rated at all before, but he's had a pretty good season in a side that's not performing at all. Um, the Fuzzatour two runaway tries. Yeah. The first one where he chased him down was great. My favourite bit, the second one where he got away where he stepped, he gets up, turns around. Where are the rest of you? Like, yeah. I can't finish this. He's going to step me. If one Panther had chased with him, they saved that Fusa to a try. I mean, they win the game anyway, but yeah. that showed you a bit of how much Panthers believe in the game plan they're in because they're not... There's a guy who's on a breakaway. I've got to go with him and help him in case. Mate, and none of them are going. Even Moylan didn't come. Well, it's the same thing when... um. We Broncos scored that distance try. What Tau Tau set it up? They scored it, and nobody chased hard at all. No mm. one chased them. And Wanga Blake got in the first time, and Fuster got a bit of pace. But Wanga Blake's a quick man. But yeah, yeah. had no one went with him the second time, knowing that Wanga Blake had him for pace. Yeah, no one chased. Weird because they would have stopped it the second time. Yeah, all it took was because he had to step. That step yeah. gives you enough time for the man who comes with him to finish the yeah. tackle, put him into touch, and no one came with him. And I loved him get up and just gave him a bake. He just turned around, <laughs> arms up. Where the fuck were you lot? Yeah. Like, but yeah, this is uh turns out obviously one of the what the equal eighth best comeback of all time or whatever. This is the Panthers' biggest biggest comeback ever. No, they they came back by t- from twenty four down previously. Whoever whoever told you that they lied. They came down for twenty four against the Warriors. Lying? Yeah. I'm pretty what? sure twenty four down against here. the Warriors. It's the second that's the second biggest comeback Both against the biggest twenty six, yeah. Shocking. And they've come down from twenty t- uh, twenty nil down to, by twenty against the Warriors to draw as well. So they have got a history of comebacks against this Warriors side, but that's over a distance. There's, a, there's a statistical... Oh, just the Warriors give up at half-time yeah. often. And yeah. unfortunately, Kearney's got a bigger job ahead. Again, like they, there's been good signs. There's been good signs. Then even he thought... There's because, been good signs. Yeah. Like In the first half of this game, there were, there were some fantastic signs again. that When they got in the 24 and took control and they scored points easily... But they fucking gave up when when the when the running got tough, and that's that's a bad sign for them. I know Origin period's coming, and they'll get some free wins, and they'll steamroll again. But obviously, I was a guy bullish on predicting them to be a top eight side this year. My confidence is not there ten weeks into the season. Speaking of comebacks, the next game, yes, Melbourne thirty six, Gold Coast thirty eight <laughs> at Lang Park on Saturday evening. Uh, Mitch, can we have a beer tally, please? Beer, beer count. Oh, we wanted a beer count of where you're up to throughout the day. I don't know. I don't. I That's had. A good I had let's say how on a scale of um, tipsy McStagger to I'm doing okay. <laughs> where were you on the drunken scale? I was doing okay. Um, I, Did I you had, have a wobbly boot yet? I, I'd had I'd had beers before we went doing the, to the park and kicked in the morning. I had a rum, a couple of sh- r- shots of rum when I came back to the hotel. Queenslander. Queenslander. Yeah, and then I had was beers. it Bundaberg? No, it wasn't. Oh, Spice saved rum, yourself, mate. Captain Morgan. Yeah, good call. Um, then I had the beers before we left there. Then had then we we're buying trays. Me and Simo were buying trays of beer at the game. I don't know. I was beers. They full strength at Lang Park. Uh, no, they don't. How deep don't. was the lisp at that point? Was it like where it is now, or was it just... <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure I held up okay because the mid strengths you can't get really toasted. Mm. I got drunk, like hammered later, but I was coherent. <laughs> if you can't get drunk on mid-strengths, you're letting yourself down. <laughs> oh, it's more getting up in the oh, you're stadium yeah, or you're whatever. On you're lot. <laughs> or you don't want to go to the bathroom that much. Yeah, yeah exactly. which I was going a lot. <laughs> Once I broke that seal like five times in the second half of the last game. Wow. Ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't that many, but you know. Anyway, this game 
was bloody fantastic. Game yeah. of the season. Game of the season. Uh, the Melbourne Storm Big Three played as good as those three guys had together for a long time. Yeah. Those three played as flash as a rat with a gold tooth. <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> but Bill, I was at this game and we were watching it. Me and Simo were like, is this Billy Slater? This is one of the best fullback games you've ever seen. Like, yeah. I think it is. And then Cameron Smith was killing at a hooker. Probably one of the best hooker games I've ever seen. That play in the first half where he dummied left, then back right, then dummied to a, a lead runner, then hit a guy back on the inside. Hit was Tohu back on the inside. Amazing. Yep. Amazing football play. And they had all these drawn up. All the players were cutting up the guts up the middle. They were on fire. And you just sit there thinking, 18-6, this is ominous. They're going to win by 50. And then obviously we saw... And then the, the scrap Titans happened. The scrap happened. They just don't... Why play first halves with the Titans? Why even bother? Like, they know they're coming back. <laughs> like, yeah. let, You've got Cameron Smith in a transcendent performance. Yeah. And, he, and you can outscrap that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously they were let down by no Bromwich, uh, no Christian Welch, uh, no Asofa Solomon. They're missing three props, which doesn't help. But, man, that to have the, the bottle to fight back against a storm like that is pretty good from the Titans. The last time uh, the Titans conceded 36 or more points with Cameron Smith in the team was round three, 2006. Yeah. 11 uh, years ago. Yeah, I looked it up during the week. 11 years ago, and then I tweeted that from Boom Rookies, if you saw. But um, that was 370 games, including rep football, I think. No, 356 games, sorry, including rep football for Cam Smith. Between conceding 38 plus points. He's had one of the all-time longest careers without conceding 36 yeah. points. <laughs> and he said, so 270 NRL games, sorry, 358 total games. Wow. That. There you go. And uh, obviously they've conceded uh, more than 30 po- 38 points without him, so I'm leaving those out. But mm. before that, he only, conceded, he only conceded more than 38 six times in his career. So he'll finish up with near 400 games. This will be one of the six games he conceded more than 38. That's ridiculous. Uh, this, and also, they're the highest losing margin of all time, 36 points. And I hope everyone watches this game because there's so many people who still talk about the Storm as being wrestling and grindy and boring. They don't play that way anymore. Yeah. They don't play. There's a structure there, but they're not like the regimented robots they used to be. They're not no. Bellamy's robots anymore. They now play open attacking football. They throw it out of their own. And I hope people watch this game and finally saw that this is the most exciting team in the comp. But both of the both of the tries that they scored in the, in the first half through uh, Conrad Hurrell's Highway, for one of the <laughs> word. Uh, the one where uh, Smith came, I think it was on the left-hand side of the ruck and then f- threw the ball to the right or vice versa to get Hurrell out of the way and then put the player through the hole mm. showed, as you say, that it's it's not necessarily about formula, get to the inside the 20 and then do something, you know, have one fun They'll play. They'll strike from 50. Exactly, and they did. And they played, that was a play from, I think, inside the 40, but it, it still shows that if you can get to that point and then have one strike play, you don't necessarily have to be robots to get inside the 20. It was like the game that they... This was like the game they've been training for... You know, Spilly's been back training, Kronk's been back training, they've been training together. Munster's but, finally learning 5-8. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it. it's been three or four weeks, all those guys in the spine, all of a sudden, oh, here's this set play, bang. Here's this play, yeah. bang. And they're not boring ones. They're all up the guts from 40 metres out and they're carving them up. Like The try they scored before half-time that this allowed was another amazing try mm. that they'd set up... But those guys are all rugby that, league geniuses. That set play was unbelievable, the one that was disallowed. Yeah. Was, oh. And the best thing about the Titans is they didn't win this game flashy. Again, I'm not going to say the scrap, but... I said flash as a rat with a gold tooth. Yeah, but they the Titans just completed, keep completing their sets, got in the 20, and know they're good in the 20, and they scored off kicks many a time here. They targeted Adokar. They used Don in the air. They caught Slade out of position once, which is pretty rare. But that's it. They were a confident team chasing points now, and that's it. They've chipped away, chipped away, got in the 20... 
put kicks across, scored their points, and all of a sudden, two minutes to go, they're up 38-36 to the Storm with a game they were never supposed to be in. Yeah. It's one of the greatest performances of all time, honestly. I don't think we can really top that. You, it, you, you beat the, this, this dynasty team, the Storm, when they scored 36 points. Not at your, It wasn't their home, but you're away from your home as well. You put 38 on them. Defensively, question marks, but mentally, they are tough as a $2 yeah. stake. They just they never give up on themselves. Like a lot of Neil Henry teams can put points on, not great mm-hmm. at defending, but they're just so mentally tough. They just they don't are. give up. Yeah, exactly right. They concede a lot of points, but it doesn't seem to matter. There's, it comes down to the last 10 minutes. It's like an NBA team. These guys are in the game always. It's like NBA, the first three quarters doesn't matter. Time to be in the game at the end. And everyone wants to talk about Ash Taylor, and he don't get me wrong, he's been fantastic, and I'll rave about him too if given the chance. Nathan Peets isn't getting the credit he mm-hmm. deserves. He yeah. gives clean service all the way up the field, and then I th- I'm going to say within the 20, he's the best attacking hooker in the comp. He knows when to give it short. Like, if you look at how, how much the... Uh, Tries have jumped by the forward since he's been there. Mm. He knows when to give that crash ball. He knows when to use the crash ball to set up space on the outside, which is what a lot of hookers don't know how to do. He he draws a lot of defenders into the middle, which opens up space for Taylor and Elgie's kicking game because he leaves those outside defenders one-on-one because there's been an extra defender pulled in the middle to deal with Ryan James coming over. And then he pulls in a second row. Hey, run this line for me. Do this. He signals the wrong way and then comes another way. Like he's a very crafty hooker that doesn't get the credit he deserves. I completely agree with that. I wouldn't say he's the best in the twenty for me. I think uh, obviously Cam Smith's the best anywhere in the pitch. Yeah, I should have said. Yeah, except for Cam Smith. Yeah, yeah. and Ken McInnes is doing quite well in the twenty as that well this year with a similar role. Yep. But um, yeah, he's he's definitely doesn't get the credit he deserves. And as we mentioned earlier, we said off off air doesn't get mentioned in Origin for some reason. People keep assuming he's young and building. He's 26, 27 this year. This is the time to play him in that representative arena. And he's a mongrel in defence too, so I don't know why you wouldn't think he's not tough great for Origin. Line, great, getting the line, line speed. Line speed. Really, we know that defence has got flimsy, but he still drives those forwards since he come back. They're a lot better in that regard, and they put pressure on the other team. And yeah, Pete's is a, one of the better hookers going around at the moment. <clears throat> Moving on to the second game of the doubleheader, Manly Warringah 14, Brisbane 24, also at Lang Park. That was the Saturday night. Oh, what happened on Sunday? <laughs> we'll get to Sunday. I just don't want to talk about Manly. <laughs> we'll get to Sunday. This is the second game Manly have put on three early tries and bottled hard, and it hurts so much. What did you What did you think of uh, Apicorosau's try? I thought it was quite enjoyable. Mm, being a... Are you asking because you know I'm a noted Coruscant hater? Uh, no, but now I do. <laughs> no, I thought it was. I thought it was a great try. But was Coruscant's try? Man, yeah. embarrassing for guys. I keep hearing, oh, Gillette's the best defender in the comp. Always best on his line. He got ran over underneath him. Yeah. Run over by a him. five eight bloke. And Andrew McCullough got ran over. Yeah. And Cody Nickrimmer and Kahu by a hooker. But luckily we came back. But yeah, just stop with those hot takes. You can just, he can be a good defender without being the best. Yep. Stop telling me he's the best defender of all time too. He's missed 18 tackles in of two all weeks. time. You haven't you heard that Who rubbish? Said that? Well, I haven't got an immediate person. Kevin Walters, it, not Get Kevin Walters. But you hear Get that take? He's a great scramble defender, but he's not the best of all time, nor the best in the comp. So people calm down on that. Best of, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. The be- yeah. Who is saying this? It was during the. Uh, he's not even the best today. He's not even the best no. in his team. <laughs> But it's the Australian-New Zealand test, mate. The big Gus Gould. I hate the world. There you go. Um, anyway, this game, obviously Manly started on fire, but the concerns are always there with this bench they have. Is God, like Miles, Hastings, and... Uh, Lewis Brown. Lewis Brown. Outside of Fanua Blake, that bench is absolute pass. Three of the four are basically unusable. Today yeah. I learned Nate Miles was still playing rugby league. 
He's probably going to play Origin in a couple of weeks. Yeah, probably. And uh, he's at the point now, he's like an old man and he gets rested every like four weeks. He's like an old man in the NBA, but there's only 24 games, mate. Like, <laughs> he can't be taken off a game every three weeks. Well, uh, Darcy Lussick and uh, Lloyd Perrett are fit again, so I'm sure he's going to get rested this week or yeah. next week. Yeah, exactly. But this game, I mean, it was a great performance from Tom Tavojevic until he went off injured. I thought he was fantastic. He created a lot of opportunities. I don't care the, the forward pass happened, whatever. They scored, whatever. He was great on that run, and there was another opportunity as well with uh, Cherry Evans. He scored the first try of the game. He scored the first try. He was great. And the first try, he abused the space that Kahu and Nikorama gave him. He picked Mm. out the weak links, and that's what Manly did. Manly struck early at the guys who were a new combination. They ran hard at Nikorama and Kahu and took advantage of it early. Those guys recovered, but that was was smart football. And unfortunately for Manly, that after the 20-minute mark, the Broncos kind of wrestled back in. The Manly scramble did really well to stop the Broncos scoring back in the first half. But half-time was the best thing happened for the Broncos. Second half started, they were in control of the whole last 40 to me. On your uh, Tom thing, before the podcast we were talking about, I was on my knees talking about Tom Dravojevic. <laughs> and um, I don't think there's another fullback I've ever seen play like him, for better or worse. That he kick returns strong. He He's good in the attacking 20, as we know. He can par- He's learning the pass game. It's not quite there yet. He runs hard. The one that he does that's different than anyone else is he lines up on third or fourth tackle like a prop. And because he's six foot four and 100 kilos, he basically is a prop. So there's an extra guy in the line. And then when he's not lining up like that prop, he's standing right behind Tapao and his brother waiting for that offload. There's yeah. no one else doing all those things. He still has his flaws and he's still raw. Like Defensively, he has his issues. He still hasn't got the passing game perfect. But there's no one else doing the things that he's doing at fullback. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see the impact it has on Jack Tavoy, which is game not having him there. because They, ha- of- they must have calls for each other because they're they forever do. throwing balls was, late to I each other. I was going to say, yeah, they're, they're, you, you often hear them mentioned together on the telecast as, as offloads, one to the other, and just supporting each other in general. And it doesn't just go one way. Everyone talks about Tom picking up um, Jake's passes. Tom often gives it really late or offloads to, to Jake, who knows it's on as well. Mm. And I think Cherry Evans is working into that system with those two nicely, yeah. where he's found a space between those two so he doesn't get in their way, but he injects between the two. How many? Yeah. How, did, did the Broncos have a lot of Nicarima somewhere? What? They, they could they could another one bring out? Do they have another one? No, he's, at, he's down at the uh, Roosters. Roosters That's right. But uh, I thought Tauta Moga but passed his first error in the first minute of this game was quite good. And I've seen some tight, tight, sorry, Broncos fans come crawling back that they don't hate him anymore after he struggled the first three rounds. People realise the reason why he's in this team is he's really good at those yardage sets and has been getting better on attack. I mean, he put Corey Oto with a nice uh, tip on in this game and scored another late that was taken off of him. But yeah, he's been a, an asset to our team in those yardage sets and he's no coincidence that since he's been in our side, we've made the most metres in the competition this this season. Are lots of people building rafts to come join you on Mogul Island? Island? Yeah, but Simo doesn't want them to come on. He's bitter. <laughs> I Does he just have a long more. pole that he pushes yeah, them back into back. the sea with? No, no. No, no. Opetish Island's that way. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> he's built, built spikes yeah. facing out of the sea yeah, to go, wreck their rafts go on. on. Me descender over there. <laughs> go, he's, just got, over there. he's got a flaming torch just swinging <laughs> back and forth. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm really loving... I'm not loving um, Corbin Sims off the bench for the Broncos. I preferred him as a starter, despite his obvious impact. I like SCSE off the bench more. But I'm loving Sam Thider off the bench. Uh, every bench game, bar one, he's had over over 12 runs and 100 metres, which is a big uplift for him, because the guy when he starts doesn't do that much. But it just seems when he comes on, the team lifts. You can hear at the stadium on Saturday night, the crowd lift, and the team perform better when Sam gets on the pitch. But I, lo- I love that, that change we've done there, and I hope it stays all season. Yeah, he's... 
for being one of their biggest stars, he's almost become a cult hero as he got older. Like, it's yeah. a weird transition from being a guy who's been the star for so long to now almost be the cult figure. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Like, it's coming late in his career, but yeah, he was good again on this weekend. And Tapao, another one who had bossed it for, uh, for Manly in fantastic form. I mean, still four offloads in the game. Not a big number for him, but I thought he was fantastic to the middle and was a part of the domination early on. 187 metres is impressive no matter where you play on the field. But for him, it doesn't seem that big anymore. Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) It's the way you you forget to talk about like Taumalolo and Cam Smith and those guys as being great because they just do it every week. But putting those numbers up is just stupid. Taumalolo with 700 metres this week. Impressive. (laughs) He'll be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, one one note on Nicarima as well that Broncos fans are still trying to find a way to tell themselves he's our halfback for the future. Whilst he was decent in the second half, he was pretty trash in the first half. I understand the first 20 minutes that the team wasn't on the front foot, but we had, the, we had the role for the last 20 of that first half. And the issue with him when he gets the ball in his hand is that if you're a halfback and you're getting that ball you know, four or five in from touch, men in from touch, you've got a couple options that you can do. You can go direct at the line, which is the, the easiest thing to do. Square up, go direct at the line, engage the line, and then see what happens there. Either run or offload or whatever. If you can't do that, you do what guys like Benji used to do and Sean Johnson doing whatever is you, you clap on the pace and you run at the next man diagonal. And you engage that man and you create a number. But the problem Nick Rema has is he dawdles sideways and doesn't use pace. And once he does that and doesn't engage anybody in the line, he goes across and shuts space down and that's why we got these occasions in this game when Darius Boy got out the back and got caught and had to cut back in four or five times mm-hmm. in that first half. looked like an idiot because the ball, the whole manly side got to slide because Nick Ramey didn't engage anybody before he passed. And that was it. And in the second half, he did set up a nice try with Sims' run, but that Sims was the guy who made him do that. Sims straightened it up, hit that hole, and Nick Ramey had no other choice, and the Broncos scored. But the guy just, not a bad backup option, but there's too many deficiencies in his game to me to be a starting hardback in the NRL, let alone his complete lack of kicking game. Mm-hmm. The point you make about running is, it, it, to my understanding, if he's running on a diagonal, he's letting players go behind him as opposed to just pushing them effectively towards the sideline. Oh, but it's just, on that diagonal, when the whole team, the team isn't built to do that either. Yeah. Like, no one's coming back on the no inside. No one's running No lines. one's running no. in. Yeah. Like, no one's running in behind him. He's just cutting off space for everybody He's who does He's just pushing that. people towards the Not line. Not unlike Robbie Farah. Yeah. <laughs> who, who comes out of dummy half, goes sideways, and there's no time because the defensive line's but, now yeah, on now But when up, he had pace yeah. and went hard, it worked for Robbie. And yep. Nicarima just kind of dawdles when he does it. And he got better in the second half when the team got on, on top. But I don't see him being much more than a stopgap solution for the Broncos. I mean, he can't kick. It's simple as that. And McCulloch kicked more, which was nice in this game, put up that really nice bomb that got Tommy Tavoyevich injured from the, the, the letting it bounce but you know you can't be relying on the hooker to do all of that in out in, from, from dummy half and Milford's kicking game isn't great enough so the halfback for the Broncos of the future has to be someone who can kick the football Do we want to talk about the injury? The injury? Well I mean it's the rule it's not nice injury No But it was a good play from David Mead even though he got injured Mead made forced an error Tavoyevich unlucky with how he fell Broncos scored and once Tommy Tavoyevich went off the game was essentially yeah. over to me I have a problem with it, not because it was a try, because if you're a fullback, it lacks a bounce, you're a dummy. Yeah. yeah. That's on you. Yeah. yeah. My problem with it, and I, I got a little heated on Twitter about it, was we brought in that rule to protect people up in the air. And he's in that same position he would be if he was under a high ball and he yeah. gets taken. And the other side of it that I don't see many people talking about is that Meade never really had eyes for that ball. He always was after Travoyevich. Yeah. And I think if you did that on a on a high kick and he gets injured, it'd be the end of the world. And I don't like that we've, that because it bounced, 
he's up in the air, he's in the same position. That's my problem, that it's we brought in the rule for protection and we're not using that same protection. But you, yeah. I you know. can't change that rule, though. I mean, you can, people, they bring us allow every kick to bounce and get a free jump at it after that. That's yeah. it, unfortunately. Like, this is a, it, it was bad, but it hasn't happened in God knows when. I've never seen it happen yeah. before. This is the first that I, I can yeah, remember. Yeah, I've never seen it happen before. So we're place. not going to... Like one guy doing this, just like Alex McKinnon didn't change the lifting tackle rule. And, and that was a much worse injury. This doesn't change this rule. But by the, you, you go, sorry. I was say, but we've never seen a spear tackle until someone got spear tackled. Oh, I know. That's what I'm getting. That Just because it's not a rule now doesn't mean it can't... I'd just like to see a more common sense application to that. That like, if you're attacking a guy in the air, you've got to take some some care with that rather than just being oh because it's a kick that's what I, just a common sense yeah. approach but to I mean it, you but can but you can smash the attacker in the air and I mean and the, the, a lot of attackers get some, it's just unfortunate how he landed you had to tackle an attacker in the air I think the difference is when you attack your body's braced for impact when you've got yeah. your back to the guy you've got no idea yeah. where he is mm. and that's what it's about because fullbacks are trained to turn their back so that if they knock it on it yeah, goes to towards the, the goal line yeah. and that's what he's done there he's turned to jump for the ball and that you know, and there's lots of arguments against it, which are fair. Like, well, if I grubber it and it bounces up off the grubber and, yeah. I, and I jump a centimetre off the air, can you not get... Now we're getting silly with it. It's not me wanting to change the rule just to protect one thing that happens to be my fullback. It's the reason we brought it in, let's apply it to things that make sense. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess is... I don't think you can police it. You can't apply context to rules in rugby league. It has to be a rule or not. There's like... Yeah, the fact that we have so many rules that are open to interpretation at the moment is... Yeah, is enough of an like. I mean, the obstruction rule. Yeah, but I mean, that's not about player safety like this. Of by course, the way, but Cherry Evans, fucking neck merchant <laughs> diving prick. <laughs> that was such a dive. Yeah, I was so angry when he took that dive. Like, I blew up at Gallon when he did it against the Tigers, and I blew up when my halfback did it. So don't call yeah. me one-eyed. I, no, that made me furious when it, I saw it him. Wasn't took a even dive. it. It wasn't. Like subtle, it wasn't like a good flop in the oh, NBA. Oh, it was like a full step it away like from it, and, then, goes, oh, and yeah. then just fell down on the ground instead of like and on his knees. And on too. his knees, it wasn't, it wasn't even like he took a real bump. He went, oh, "I'll just go down on my knees so I don't sit. hurt my back." <laughs> I'm just gonna sit down. Yeah, now. it was bizarre. And then, um, I mean, after the game, Wayne Bennett didn't blame Cherry Evans either. Darius Boy, they blamed that it was allowed to happen. That yeah. it was, which is the smart way to look at it. That yeah. It's not Cherry Evans' fault. It's it's him taking advantage of a stupid rule. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and even then, like, after the game, Tony Archer even said it was a try, so just a wrong call. But it didn't change the game at all. But I just wanted, you know, that stat pad, a bit of Darius Boy try assist and another Tower Tower Moga try. Stat pad. <laughs> That's what I wanted. You have either of those in your fantasy team, perhaps? I had both, but I didn't care. I no, won anyway. At that yeah. stage, I was very deep in a bottle of wine. Like, all, <laughs> all I want is a, uh, just more points. That's essentially it. <laughs> okay, good. good. Uh, moving on. Sunday afternoon. At Hunter Stadium, Newcastle 34, Canberra 20. Wow. <laughs> I, I decided not to watch this wow. game. And then I looked, I, I flicked the TV, I go, oh, I'll check the scores. I went, what is happening? <laughs> Settle in for the second half. What's happening over here? <laughs> uh, yeah, very odd game. Very, it, now, I didn't watch the whole game, I will admit. But this has to be one of the strangest games of footy I have seen. This was an even... I looked at the stats after the game, and this was close to even. Meters, percentage, completions, yada, yada, yada. Fairly close to even. Raiders had a few more errors. Mm. I don't understand rugby league sometimes. Uh, I hate using the cliche they don't respect the the other team, but the Raiders thought they'd score off every play in this game. Yeah. Like the first half, in one set, Hodgson got caught out dummy half three to four times. 
and was surprised that the, there was line speed from the Knights. And then another set was possibly the worst set of the season. It was when um, they hit the post four times and finally in the fifth tackle they spread it and then Austin hit the post again, ran back towards the post. They just thought they were going to run over the, yeah. the Knights and when they got at resistance, they didn't know what to do. Once the Knights slapped them back in the face, the Raiders were like, oh shit, they want to play football. Breaking news, running into objects, not possible to move through. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like... I didn't get it. The Raiders just went up there, and the Knights have been confident against them in the past. And once the game went As we away, said, went this the... was this was the game they got a draw and yeah. lost an extra last play of extra time last year. The Knights know how to play the Raiders. Yeah, and that's it. They got they got on top of this game, and then the Raiders just haven't got what they have yet. Last year, the the, the ability to, to strike from distance isn't there currently, mm. and they broke the line a few times, and Croker broke it a couple times. It just wasn't there. I mean, Rapana looks to be carrying injury. And uh, he hasn't been getting as involved as much. Lua, he's Lua doing, looked garbage. He's having bad Leilua games. Yeah. He's had a couple of those now. And then guys like Hodgson aren't in the same form. Austin isn't in any good form. They're playing different structures. And Caesar still hasn't performed there. And when yeah. you put all that together, you get what we saw on, on the weekend. The, it was disgusting. The thing for, like, like there was one incident, uh, one incident where Leilua got beaten and then he just turned around and the guy was gone. And you can see him in back play just going, what the fuck Oh, that was Sione. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like... This has never happened before. I don't understand what's going on, and the play's already gone. And you can see, as I said, you can see him at back pay just like swear, yelling into the void as the player runs away. I've said a few times the Raiders' game plan revolves in punching you in the mouth and you being shocked by it. And when they don't punch you in the mouth and you're not shocked, they don't know how to recover from it. Yeah. And it's also I'm I'm going to take I've taken a lot of heat. I should say for I predicted the Raiders to miss the eight because of what I'm seeing now, Ricky isn't great at adjusting game plans. Yeah. Um, his reputation of having a good season followed by a poor season is strong. And lastly, a lot of their games relied on two or three players and a couple we mentioned here, Hodgson, Leilua, Whitehead, having the best year of their career. You can't have the best year of your career every year. And I think yeah. we're seeing the fallout of those three things combined now mm-hmm. in round 10 and 11. Well, I said before the season that no way Leilua plays as well as game. That's the player he is. He has good years, off years, whatever. No way. But I thought this squad around that was good enough to, to live without it. But so far, they haven't been. And, I mean, the other middle is outside. Paulo's playing really well. Outside of that, Soliola's gone off a cliff. Shannon Boyd is still just, I don't know what he is. Tarpany's an also-ran. Tarpany's not performing anymore either. And Whitehead's been decent, but the edge guy's not winning the football but game. But Whitehead's not that guy he was last year where no. he's in the be- no, he's best not. form. And uh, so you look, Paulo's doing way too much. Shannon Boyd had 55 minutes in this game and still only ran the ball eight times. Like, that kind wow. of stuff's not good enough. And he made a lot of tackles, but you don't want that guy, that big, being... You know, a, a poor man's Elijah Taylor. He made 39 tackles and eight runs. Maybe he's worried about all the water he carries in his face exploding <laughs> if he got tackled. A man drinks a lot of milk. <laughs> but, 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 on, but on the other side, I mean, Sony Mitaudi was f- fantastic in this Both game. Both of them were incredible. Brock Lamb's a guy I really like as a talent, and it was one of the f- few games we got to see some of the things he has. Little subtle ball plays and short mm. balls with Feeney were nice. in the second half that I saw, he'd fixed up his defense because I've been real critical of how Brock Lamb defends. Mm. And this game, he actually defended in the line hard in that second half that I saw, at it's, least. He saved the try. Lua beat him. And it was going over the try line. And, Lua, and then Lamb grabbed him by one foot and saved a try on that occasion, too. He had a great game. And Feeney had finally had his first good game in first grade. The guy was a really talented reserve grader. And he has been for a couple of years. Finally had a good game. Set up two tries with Lamb and linked really well. And you can't expect it every week. But those two guys both played really square. And it was just nice to see. And I mean... I've hammered this night time, night's team for being boring this year. It's just great to see them finally stand up and stay in the game for 80 minutes because I just thought, as usual, though, even though Raiders were awful, the moment Raiders got ahead in the second half, you just thought, oh, the Knights are going to implode here. 
but they fought back and they got performances out of guys like Sione, as I mentioned. Daniel Saifidi was sensational in this game. Good stuff out of uh, out of uh, Lamb and Feeney and just a good all-round performance, really. And, and even with Gagai at fullback, who wasn't great, they moved him and they still won. They, I, I was really impressed by the game. I don't know if we see them play at this again because they've seen a set up for this Raiders side, but at least the, the, the Knights fans have something for this season. Now they've got two wins, not as bad as last year, and they've got a really good performance out of it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Raiders fans, don't jump off the cliff just yet. <laughs> Save that for round 26. The, the good thing about Canberra is that there's not a lot of cliffs. Lots of <laughs> hills. Don't walk into any lakes. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, they're a team again. Oh not many Origin players will see they can just they can catch a light at any point. Still, maybe you could climb to the top of Parliament House and jump off the flag at the top. You could. Uh, Tulsa Tower or Black Mountain Tower would also be another shout. <laughs> could you electrocute yourself at Questacon? I'm just oh thinking God. where else you could electrocute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> not anywhere. You could burn yourself uh, to death a lot, at the War Memorial. There's a lot of really open substations around the suburbs. Anyway, <laughs> showing my in-depth knowledge of Canberra geography here. Uh, I don't know. I know more about Canberra than you do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You don't understand the reference. No, Throwback no. to Bungard knowing yeah, more about Camden than Cambo. Oh, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Thank I, you. Get, I get yeah. you. Alrighty. Eastern Suburbs, 48. Parramatta, 10 at Sydney Football Stadium. Do we really have to discuss this? Latrell Mitchell walked over... I walked off. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy when he scored his first try, just how mad he was. So pumped. Those oh, players are pumped. He just kicked it on the roof. Yeah, kicked <laughs> it on the roof. Like a young English. English used to kick the ball on yeah. tries. There you go. Yeah, young young yeah. GI. <laughs> no, never heard, yeah, uh, heard that comparison before. That's uh, new for me. So, Roosters fans losing their mind. Jason Taylor's back as hacking coach and they score 50. So... They're pretty happy. and It had nothing to do with the Eels missing the guy who organises their defence in Bo Scott <laughs> and then losing two players through injury. Nothing no, to do with that. No, but they, they'd start on red. Like I thought it was going to happen. they start red hot again. I thought they'd start red hot like they do all the time and the other team wrestled their way back in, but it just didn't happen for them. Mm. Um, Takiaho has been really good since he's come back. On young Siwa and him and Uriah Hargreaves. They allowed Hargreaves to do a bit more. They're looking good together. Napa's been disappointing this year for mine, but that combination with those two guys is looking really good at the middle for them with Corden on the edge. The pack's looking nice, but I don't know. There's something about this Roosters team. I just don't believe in them. I still don't. Yeah. No, there's there's no fire in them. They've got no determination. They know they can score, but when it, when the tough stuff's on, they don't want to do it. Did Nap, is Napa dead? <laughs> yeah, from from eating too many pies? Straight or? up murdered this week. Did he choke on all the ice cream that he's been eating? <laughs> Another man who's been hitting the milk. Oh, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, pudgy man. I don't know what happened there, but yeah. Pudgy yeah it was man. a nice uh, nice gesture to give that kid your T-shirt, but could you have another one because your muffin top makes me uncomfortable? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very white. I need to put some sunglasses no. on. He's the guy that wears a white T-shirt to the pool. <laughs> yeah. So how, how about uh, Michael Jennings' nice try in this game? I mean, he must drive you insane as anyone who's had him in your team that... Could put these things on and ran a couple of weeks and then five weeks just won't do anything. Yeah. But he gets by on the reputation of being an elite centre. I was going to say, and, and he'll get an origin berth out of that. He will. He'll play origin this yeah, year. Between sure. him and Rad Radra, you'd be so filthy as an Eels fan because neither of them are doing anything. Ran Randra, Rajadra. Yeah. Rad that, the, the attempted tackle on Blake Ferguson. Oh. Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> he, he, he picked him up like an office chair and rolled him into the trial. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh. Of the trial, and the best part of it for me, 
Ferguson gets the ball down and Radraja looks around and sees the ball there and he goes, that's not really what I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I put him in there. Oh, <laughs> oh that line. That's I'm, the wrong line. I'm going to say too, I don't think either of Ferguson's second or third tries were tries. I think he rolled the second one and the third one, I, I don't know if he got well. it down. Yeah, I think uh, I'd agree with that as well. There was the, One of them looked like he kind of put the ball onto the sideline, but anyway, you know, we have video technology for that kind of thing. Yeah, the bunk's <laughs> never wrong. Exactly. No, it is three percent of the time. Oh, three percent. Three percent of the time. Kind of like Hitler's bunker. It was under. Oh, here we go. Of the time. <laughs> How did that end up? Okay. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I've been watching this new show on BBC TV. It's it, called Downfall. <laughs> no, it's called SSGB. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. And this SS in Great Britain okay. after they won the I've war. That's, a, that's that's factual, isn't it? I've yeah. had about enough of comparing the bunker to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd love that. <laughs> Uh, Just triggering Mitch for the <laughs> evening. <laughs> Anything else from this game? Roosters, no. great. Parramatta, not great. Corey Norman injured, but we'll get onto that later. Um, go, let's go. Let's get onto it. Origin. Oh, yeah. Shit, that's a thing. Yeah, okay. So, I'm going to predict the result. Oh, he's going straight to... Oh, hang on. I'm going to do a four-minute soliloquy in the rain in front of the sticks <laughs> first. <laughs> Let me compare. Origin means everything. <laughs> it's <laughs> what men get up for. <laughs> it's what they build... Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Yeah. It's war. It's war. <laughs> your brothers. Except it's not war. Your brothers. brothers this is where you, your medal shows. <laughs> I don't know what medal is or why you would be made out of it. <laughs> Built the Colosseum for origin. It's okay. still there. They're the modern day gladiators. 3,000 years later. They're okay. here for their, their fans in blue and maroon and some who just came in casuals. <laughs> <laughs> Ponchos. <laughs> okay, we're going to pick our teams. Origin. I can't believe it's our third Origin series, by the way. I can. It is a third one. Okay, we're going to pick our teams. Queensland first or Blues first? You guys can do that. You're not going to do yours? Fine, you're no, going to no. do yours, Dale. I'll, I'll let's let's do Queensland first because it's it pretty much picks itself. Okay, you can do yours first, Ben. All right, I have Slater at fullback because I think he's the best fullback ever. Mm-hmm. And Boyd has great history on the wing anyway, so you're not losing anything. Mm-hmm. Chambers, Gagai in the centres. Holmes on the other wing. Thurston's a walk-up. If he's off, you've got Morgan. Cronk. Jared Wallace to debut as a starter. I don't like him on the bench. He's a worker. You've got to start him. Smith, here's one that uh, no one will like, but I'm pretty sure Kev he's going to do. Nate Miles, because he'll want experience. Gillette, Thide, Maguire. Then your bench is Hunt or Michael Morgan, depending on Thurston plays. Papali, uh, McQueen, and probably... Oh, who's experience? I need another prop. Napa, Sims. Little, little I like Sims, but I think he'll go with Napa because he's been yeah. there. Okay, so my side's not much different. The same one to seven. Uh, Wallace has got to start if he plays for me. He's got to start at prop. Yeah. We've already seen the difference he's had at the Titans compared to being a bench guy at the Broncos. Yeah, 60 minutes there. That's his role, 60 minutes. Yeah. And if Maybe I pick in the team, origin. I pick Lilliman at the other starting prop. We need one of the experienced guys there, but at least Lilliman's still performing at club level. But I do feel like uh, Kevy's going with Nate. I can't see him dropping both Nate and Guerra. Well, he played team. Nate twice last year, even with how his worst year. He was worse last year than he is this year, which is saying something. Yeah. And he still picked him twice out of three games. Yeah, so he'd probably still be there. This back row saying, Thaday Gillard with Maguire at, at lock. Uh, bench, obviously, Morgan and then Papali. And then for me, I've gone Napa just because I feel like he's going to get picked anyway, even though I like Sims. Napa's been there for a while, you know, in the queue kind of thing. And last spot on the bench... I tossed up Hess or Gavin Cooper, and I thought even if I played Cooper, you could put Thide back on the bench and Cooper starts left edge. But in the end, if it's my side, I'm going with Cohen Hess. 
I know people don't like throwing people in young, but Queensland, you know, rarely have many good good young forwards currently, you know. So throw him in there, get a bit of experience in him, play 15, 20 minutes off the bench. That's perfect for me. Queensland's biggest problem is props. They're so thin on big men, and that's probably where Hess would come in. But that's where New South Wales might get them. There's yeah. just there's not enough big men for Queensland this year with um, Scott, Scott out, out. Parker retired. Parker retired, Hannett retired. There's just not enough big bodies, and they don't have many coming through either, so that's where a Napa's probably going to get in where he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he's been... like For a few years there, I couldn't wait for Napa to get in the origin side because he's the guy who could put hits on. But he doesn't has do he, that anymore. Has he done one this year? I don't know if he's done one, but he'll, I think he'll get in there by default. But I do feel Nate Miles stays in this side over Lilliman, and Guerra's probably a good shot to keep that last bench spot over which where is crazy. Has, which is crazy. That was where I had McQueen, but yeah, it'd probably yeah. be Guerra. Because I picked McQueen for experience and forgetting about Guerra. In the end, that 1-7 to seven is still quality, though. Like Slater, mm. Boyd, Gagai, Chambers, Holmes, JT, Cronk, and Ken Smith at hooker. I mean, mm. this is the reason why this team keeps winning every year. We know that. Uh, anyway, let's do our blue sides. We'll get back to comparing them after that. All right, blue hey, side. So are you doing your blue I'm, side or you're doing Laurie's blue side? I'm doing my blue side and I've also got a hot, all hot takes blue side. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm so looking I'll forward do, to the second. I'll do... Uh, so my real team is Tedesco at the back with Ferguson and the Ross dog on the wing because I like, <laughs> I like real wingers. I've got Roberts and Bird in the centres. If Roberts is unfit, I'm going with Dylan Walker. Maloney and Reynolds. Now, Reynolds was my toughest pick because I didn't know whether to go with him or Chad Townsend. Do not at me about Mitch Pearce. I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) I'm all all around that take. Uh, My forward pack is Vaughan, Peets, Clemmer, Boyd. I'm going to be real controversial here. No Josh Jackson, not through fault of his own, but just because the three second rowers I've picked are in better form than him. Mm. Wade Graham. Jack DeBellin's going to be my lock with Ryan James, Jake Trevojevic, Tyson Frizzell and Andrew Fafita on my bench. It's going big on the bench. No utility. I'm going big, fine. no utility, because I don't particularly believe in the also need for utility. Also, yet. you've got a utility playing lock. I do. <laughs> He's half he back. can play everywhere. <laughs> and I also went all out. I picked the team, that guys that I would bring into camp to get them ready for the next few years. Yep. Mm. So I've got Dale Finucane, McLean, Junior Paulo, Brian Kelly, Sione Mataudia, Tyrone Peachy, um... Hunt, Crichton, Aitken, Latrell Mitchell, and Connor Watson, because they're all guys I'm looking at to play in the next five years. Yep. None of them are playing this year, but they're there to be camp bodies for the last two training sessions. Hey, let's bring in the 10 of you. Yep. Come meet the boys, learn the systems. You're not playing, but just get a taste of it. Yeah, Crichton's legit, by the way. I love, I love oh, he's going to be, yeah, awesome. Gonna be and awesome. And had he been available, Tom Travoy should have a walk-up start, but yep. he's not. Yep. And gonna, same with Mansell. Yeah, mm. exactly. Both in mind, both are in mind, walk-up starts as well. I want to do mine. It's not that different to yours, but what, what I would like to have there, but I'm going with Tedesco at fullback. We all know that. Ferguson and James Roberts are a bit different on my wings. I'm going for a bit of strike power, and you'll, I'll explain it later. Uh, in the centres, I mean, I don't like Jared Hayne, but you know he's playing Origin. He's been good at Origin level always. He's yep. playing left centre for me. And the other spot... Oh, he's playing in the real team. That was my team. Yeah, like. I know, but I put him in anyway. So good at Origin for you guys. Anyway, on the right centre, I wanted to put Leilua in. I really want to... But, like, I'm pipe dreaming. Even in a real fantasy team, he's not getting near it. Yeah. So, I put Dylan Walker there. And the halves, I've gone Cody Walker and James Maloney. I'm just going for fun here at this whole point. <laughs> Cody Walker. Yeah, why Cody not? Walker. Why not? Well, you know. Why not? Cody Walker and James Maloney. Look, and if Mitch Pierce can play however many he's played, then you yeah. can have yours. And uh, exactly right. Uh, Paul Vaughan and Ryan James starting at prop with uh, Nathan Peets at hooker. I wanted to pick Cam McInnes. 
But, you know, he's only mm. played like 10 good games. It's not enough and Pete's around. Yeah, Pete's would be mine. Back row. The back, oh God, the back row's good here. Corner, Graham and DeBellin. Graham can learn to play right edge. It ain't that hard for a good player like him. Yeah, a lot of people are just auto-picking Josh Jackson. And when I didn't pick him, it's not through fault of his. It's just it's Graham so and Boyd are so good. Yeah. And I'm bringing Frizzell off the bench. Yeah. And then uh, on the bench there, Peachy as the uh, hooker slash utility. I think they want a utility just because I'm not sure Pete's can last the 80. He doesn't like playing 80 at club level. Yeah. And Peachy can play a bit of hooker. Yep. And that's all I've got him there for. Uh, Frizzell, Fafita and Clemmer. Uh, Tavoyevich, Jake, pretty unlucky to miss out here. I tossed up with him and Ryan James when I did my team. But the team I picked here is really based on playing simple direct footy. Like, he'll probably go through that team and think, why the fuck's he picked Maloney and Walker? Why has he got, uh, sorry, both Walkers? Why has he got James Roberts on the wing or whatever? But if I ran this team, the idea would be pretty simple is play direct footy, don't worry about structure, and we'll get Nathan Peake's running team through the ruck. And I want Paul Vaughan, Boyd Corner, and Jack DeBellin really hitting hard yep. behind the ruck. I yep. want them working Ken Smith. I know it's ballsy to attack Ken Smith, but it worked for the Sharks last year. It's the best way to shut Queensland's forwards down is to take off the good service. Mm-hmm. So I want hitting behind the ruck, and I want those guys really working the, the middle forwards. And then you have guys like Ryan James. I only have him starting because, again, good ball runner who carries the ball in two hands, who creates indecision. So on the back of those strong runs, the other guys, I want the ball in Ryan James' James's hands from there. And then the whole back line is runners. I picked all runners because I've got that Ken going direct and then it gets out to Maloney or Cody Walker who are going to take on that space or you know the, the retreating defensive line, those hard runners in the middle of the created. Yep. And then on the end, you've got Roberts, not a great winger, but I didn't, you know, didn't have Mansour or Tommy Turbo as an option. So I picked Roberts there just to finish off something someone else creates. And the other side... Walker and Ferguson. I mean, hate Ferguson all you want. He's been good at rep level on the wing. Yeah. And he's been good club level on the wing, actually. He's a good winger. Yeah. He's a better winger than he is a centre. And that, that's a team that's just full of running for me. And that's what I think is the best way of the Blues winning. They're not going to... If they pick Farrell... you got a barrel at the middle and run hard out the back. Exactly right. And that's it. And you have guys like... The best thing about guys like Corder and Jack DeBellin and Paul Vaughan is that... When Vaughan makes a great run, Jack DeBellin sees the space Vaughan's run created, runs at that space. Yep. DeBellin does that same thing. And then when Cordner gets it, Cordner's probably the best in the league at running in behind that ruck and making 20 metres like that. And those guys, three of those guys can make 40 metres in, in three tackles without, with their direct running. And then you have, like I said, James play off the back of that. Then guys on the bench like Fafida can have a good impact. And same with Clemmer. Or like where I picked Jake yeah. Turbo, that yeah. exactly what he did for Australia. He comes off, he sees that hole, he runs Yeah, into uh, he was my next... Out of Ryan James, I picked him. And then, yeah, I have Graham on the right edge... Because just a little bit, a bit of playmaking in one of the second rowers. A bit as of well. class in the second row. He actually, I would have liked. And he's to... a very good defender. He doesn't he get is. credit for it. He is, and he'd be with even though it's the other side of the field. He'd be with Maloney again in my system. Maloney be on that side, and Walker would stay on the left. And yeah, I'd see it. The team full of running. It's nowhere. It's not close to getting picked. I never pick any of those players. No. Half those guys don't. Half it. those guys. We're going to see. Walker's not gonna get we're going to see Pierce Farrow, Josh yeah. Jackson. But the complete opposite... Payne Dugan. The, the, the complete opposite of what, of what, the, what we've discussed there. Direct play is what they need to do with this forward pack. We're also 100% going to see Aaron Woods. Yeah. But, He's rushed himself back into the Tigers team to make sure yeah. that he gets into origin. But direct play is what the Blues had the forwards to do with. But they'll go pick Farrow and play structure and play his shapes off the back, the back of the ruck and they'll slow it down and they'll get into Queensland's pace and Queensland will take control. That's what's going to happen and it shouldn't, but that's how they're going to play. Without Gallon, who plays lock for New South Wales, do you think? The, in Laurie's real They're going to pick Trent Merrin. Yeah, that's I mean, what I think too. I'm telling you now, the back line, game one, is Tedesco, What, do you Hain. mean seven tackles for Australia or something like that? <laughs> yeah, the back line, Tedesco, Hayne, Jennings getting back in because of Tommy Turbo. Yep. Fer- Ferguson, Dugan on the right edge. The halves we know they're going to be Maloney and Pierce. Merrin's a lock. Corner's left edge. Jackson's right edge. Front row is Woods and Farrah and probably Clemmer. Yep. Probably Clemmer starting because he started for Australia. And the bench is going to be for Feeder, 
Uh, Jack Bird, not Peachy, I think. Yeah, I think Jack... I'd, I know there's a lot of hype around Peachy, but I think that's a pretty hot take. I, I've yeah. never seen him play hooker. I don't know why everyone yeah. thinks he can suddenly play hooker. Dylan Walker couldn't suddenly play hooker. Yeah. Jamie Bureau couldn't suddenly play yeah. hooker. Why do we keep picking these guys who aren't hookers as sudden hookers? Yep. So they'll have uh, Bird and Fafita and Tavojevic and yep. uh, Frizzell on the bench. Yeah, I that's think you nailed I think, the team I exactly. I think that's the 17 it's going to be. We'll that's see. exactly the team I expect to be named. Yep. And uh, Trent Marin would be brilliant in the system I proposed if it was Trent Marin from last year, but I'm not confident I'm getting Trent Marin from last yeah. year. Yeah, I would have, that's it. I mean, that's the way I think the, Queen, the Blues could beat Queensland, but they're going to come and play uh, shapes and structure. I mean, he's saying shapes as Paul Kennett put on my head last night to explain it to people on Twitter. Excuse me. They're <laughs> going to play structure. They're going to play structure through Robbie Farrer and slow it down, and Queensland are going to win because of that. Yeah. They're going to yeah. get into the 20, and then yeah. there's going to be no time with the ball, and it's going to get... The all hot take team. This is going to be good. This this I am looking forward to. This is all hot takes from people who are experts in the field and have broadcast jobs. (laughs) At fullback, Tyrone Roberts. (laughs) What? Christ. Yes. I heard someone say Tyrone Roberts is playing so well for the Titans, he could play fullback for New South Wales. (laughs) I don't know if he was actually picking, but he said could. So that's enough for me. That's enough as well. Yep. (laughs) Your wingers. Thank you, Freddie Fittler. At Ocar. And the other one, Anthony Don, hot takes from him scoring a couple of weeks with the trip. Well, Tries. Anthony Don did dominate Ado Car, so yeah. if you're going to pick Ado Car, you've got to pick the guy who dominated him. Latrell Mitchell, who has played Reggie's for the last three right. weeks. That one might happen, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it might. That might happen. If he has a little game this week. I don't mean to be rude to this kid because I actually really like him as a player, but he's not there. You and Aitken is the other centre. Yeah, oh. not yet. <laughs> also, you're number six, and he has played here mm. before, but it's still a hot take. Matt Moylan! And then, of course, you pair him with. His club mate, Nathan Cleary, who's yeah. definitely ready. He's <laughs> having a great year. Another Panther. Of course there is. Regan Campbell-Gillard in the front row. Mate, um, all the hot tag teams exist on Panthers players, mainly as <laughs> the core. Right? Yep. They all, that's it. They can yeah, put in the Panthers. Number right? nine, yeah. Bird. Yeah, this was... This the, is the you you gave me this one. Yeah, this yeah. is... Uh, was it Paul Crawley from the telly? Mm, put Paul Jack Crawley Bird at tell- nine. That is the origin hot take, I think. Shannon Boyd. Yeah. Has not done anything this year. That could that could happen though. Now this one was actually came in before he had a great game last week, so I don't feel as good about it in my hot take team. But Sione Mataudia, <laughs> get him in, get my, him in. My favourite once again having a good year, not an Origin player. Isaiah, yo, <laughs> your starting lock. Thank you, Nathan Hindmarsh. It's Wade Graham. <laughs> oh, Wade Graham yeah. has never played a middle game in his life. He started out as a five eight. Who plays now edge second Can row. people please who keep thinking about moving these edge players to the middle go back and watch one of these games from the 90s when it worked? Like, there is the middle is nothing like it was then. There's no Dave Clemens. There's no Major Powers back then. There's none of these big bodies in the middle and there's no line speed. No. That's why the ball playing a lock worked because you had 10 metres and no one came up on you. They don't get it. They don't get it at all. And your bench blues, get excited. <laughs> Peachy. I know everyone's on him, but once again, I just <laughs> said it. I just said it. He's, he's, I've never seen him play hooker. I don't want him as a utility to play hooker. He's not Craig Wing. Stop telling me he's the next Craig Wing. No one is the next, not Craig next Craig Wing. Craig Wing was amazing. But that's why everyone keeps talking about him. Oh, we, we haven't had a Craig Wing type. We should pick Peach. He's not a Craig Wing type. He's not a Craig Wing type. Tarek Sim. God, someone put him in. Someone put him in. My Now comes the two hottest takes. These guys have barely played football this year. This mm-hmm. is their first year, both of them. Angus Crichton! 
You've played nine games, mate. Let's calm down with him. <laughs> but he roasted Tedesco. Yeah. And here is my all-time hot take for the Blues. He doesn't qualify. He's from another country, and he's played less than nine first-grade games. That's right, folks. It's Corey Hara. We're on Naira. <laughs> <laughs> Who said he would look good in a Blues jersey? <laughs> He doesn't qualify for starters. Who, did, who said that? I can't remember, but I wrote it down when I heard it. It was on a sideline, and I remember the quote was, he wouldn't look out of place in a Blues jersey this year. And it finished off with, oh, no. Oh, work. no, the drop didn't work. Didn't work. It was the, I'm a stupid moron drop. <laughs> I've screwed it up. And no one corrected that either. That was the best <laughs> bit of it. Because I remember it. I was killing myself laughing, and about 15 yeah. minutes later, I went, I should write that down, which spurred yeah. me to create the hot take list. So before we move on to predictions, I'll give you a couple of... Uh, Couple of origin stats. So uh, Queensland obviously won eight of the past ten games at Suncorp, mm. but uh, the Blues have won Game One in Brisbane on nine occasions, and they've won seven of those nine series. That was going to be my question when I was I was driving here in the car, as opposed to the other thing that I could be driving here in. Yeah, uh, and I thought to myself, how long has Space it been? Space buggy in my, in my <laughs> on my moped down the M5. <laughs> I thought to myself, how long has it been since New South Wales won a Game One at? 2014 when they yeah, won last one, but yeah. that's it. it. Generally, when they well, they've won seven of nine when they've won the first the first game in Lang Park. Yep. I think the stats are pretty clear. If you win the first game, you're probably winning the series. Yeah. Um, since 2007, the team has won the yardage battles, won 20 of 30 fixtures. Mm, that's good. But what I find interesting here is that the Blues have won it 14 times, and we spend so long thinking that the Blues got steamrolled by Queensland. They've won it 14 of those yeah. 30 times, so. They're the ones that are losing when they when they're winning the yardage battle. It's never it that that to me just completely vindicates my opinion that it's <coughs> the Blues are fine once they get to <coughs> until they get to the thirty yeah. and then they just fall fall over. Yeah, but that would have nothing to do with Mitchell Pierce. Yeah, speaking of Mitchell Pierce, never heard of him. He yeah. is one game from overtaking Andrew Johns as the Blues' most used half in Origin football. So Johns played sixteen games in the halves for the Blues. Uh, Pierce has played fifteen. So sorry, how many how many L's has he taken there? Eleven. Who uh, Pierce, Pierce has won what three games or two games? Twenty six winning percent ratio. I don't know how many games he's won there. Good God! Uh, he's on the same name as Fitler. Currently fifteen games in the halves for the Blues. And the last one, obvious one, but Thurston's going to extend his consecutive game streak to thirty nine games if he plays all three. And he's going to retire an Origin player who played every game from Origin debut to Origin retirement. That's and it'll never get player. beaten. It'll get player who plays over twenty five games or whatever. Ken Smith only missed one game too. He's a bloody robot in that period. Mm. Matt Ballon got his uh, game, but yeah. that's ridiculous. Thirty nine Origin games straight. Mm. Good on them. There are a lot of players that don't play thirty nine yeah. club games straight. They don't. Take that for data. <laughs> Bang. That's good. I like that one. That's from David Fisdale, uh, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies coach. Very good. We went off his nut the other week, but that's uh, that was my new stats nerd drop. <laughs> you use that every week. Yeah, I oh, could, but there you go. Uh, anyway, let's pick the series. We haven't even, ha- we haven't even got the teams yet. Yeah, but well, they don't come until next week. Uh, uh, actually, should we say picking the, the series to next week then? Yeah, save it for next. Okay, week. we picked our teams. We will pick what Laurie's actually going to pick. But yeah, Laurie to get sacked. After game two. <laughs> they won't do that. No, he won that one series a long if time he loses, ago. So, yeah. If he yeah. loses the series, he's punted, though. Yeah, I'd agree. Oh, I, would, I almost want to lose a series just to have him punted. Yeah. Mm. But he's a great country origin coach. Mm, Is yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> he's great at remembering that he used to be great at football, but has never really put anything else together. <laughs> Remember his commentary? Wasn't that outstanding? Mm. We should have known then that he was a genius of analysing football. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Rodra trying the chip and chase. Will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi run rundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Ben Trundra. And now, all action news with action Ben Wallace. That, that's what the news drop. <laughs> Cut him off. <laughs> right, we're putting his mic down. Okay. Not a lot of news this week. There's plenty of news. Yeah, I know. We're going to start. All right, we're going to start with the big man. The big man. God. God. I thought you meant Paul Vaughan. <laughs> That's a big head. Yeah. Uh, Head's like a farm animal. <laughs> he does. He looks like the head out of Art Attack if you put it in a vice. <laughs> That's a very, very specific. Very niche. <laughs> uh, so, Will Hopawade is going to play on Sundays because um, Jesus said it's okay. Yeah, if this stupid moron drop was working, I'd, I'd <laughs> uh, We all know how we feel about that. Like, I, I don't... He comes from quite a religious family, if you know much about the rest of them and the amount of time they've spent in court. <laughs> They're very religious. Yes. We'll know the ins and outs of the uh, but Yeah, when I contract time is a knocking, what are you going to do? Yeah, mm. well, that's that's, my that's exactly what it is. A- as, as we've said here before, I don't really hate him for doing it. I just hate inconsistency. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll ever get Sundays off again, to be honest. No, well, he's will. not going to anymore. Penalty rates have been slashed now. <laughs> uh, no other player because there was others talking about trying to do it, and mm-hmm. every other team's gone. No, did yeah. you see what happened over there? Um, the thing he got away with it though because he's one of Dez's favourites. So yeah, that's why it happened. It was one of those one of those things where if a player's good enough, you can let him get hey, away. Hey, the drop works mm-hmm. now. Uh, hey everybody, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells. And I like to kiss my own butt. Thanks, Hopper, for the quote. Uh, Thanks. Uh, that was a great <laughs> press conference. So. Back to you at the desk, Ben. Uh, alrighty, so injuries this week. Uh, we've already covered Tom Trebojevic, uh ankle syndesmosis, and an MCL sprain. He- mm, I'm glad he did uh, hey both. Everybody. <laughs> I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. Catch the bomb, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Six to eight weeks, allegedly. Uh, Ryan Simpkins has a suspected ACL tear and all that. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm a Honest, He's I'm one of the true stars of the NRL. What will we do without <laughs> Ryan Simpkins? Uh, Kids will be crying in the streets. Uh, yeah. Could be the season. Dan Sargensen, dislocated Oh, I need to drop again for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I waited until you played. Uh, he could play next week. We've all seen Lethal Weapon. Uh, Everybody, <laughs> I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face. Dan Sargent does have an ugly face. <laughs> he does. Weird hair, I do. Very English looking. Even though he's born in Perth, looks very British. It's very it's British looking. Although, yeah, people from Perth. It's an argue of uh, nature, put, not nurture. If it? you put people far enough <laughs> away for long enough, they will end up looking like that. That yeah. essentially explains Perth. <laughs> uh, Corey Norman Possible NPC MCL He could be up for two to four weeks You and Aitken With a hamstring Could also be two to four weeks Anyway signings Aitken did, He tweeted eight weeks himself though. Did he? Yeah Who Oops could, Anyway let's be honest It might be the injuries That come from one to 14 weeks And we just don't know what they <laughs> Yeah Everything ends up being Half the time you he's expect eight, it. He's out until we tell you He's not out Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll, be a, he'll be a doubtful Every week from, from now until He'll be named in jersey 21 Until 21. he plays <laughs> uh, Signing news Mitch, have you got um, some good signing news? Mate, well, we all knew this was happening anyway, didn't we? It's your boy. It Mr. is Milford. your boy. 
Yo, uh, boy. But yeah, four more years of Anthony Mil- Anthony Milford. His yep. uh, agent got what he wanted. Went, linked him with the Storm. Got an extra year, an extra 100k. That was year. the most pathetic display from an agent. Like so transparent. But, but so many fans fall for it. Eh? Yeah. They oh. always fall for it. And I, and I mean, people get even if it was he was going to go there or not. Players have the right to go meet other clubs to find out what they're worth. I don't yeah. know why people melting down he met with the Storm. And like, not just that, who turns down meeting with Craig Bellamy? Just yeah. to see. Even if they don't actually meet, you're like you can like they can put it out there. But as yeah. I said, it was it was so obvious and that people fell for it. Yeah. And, but people hammer, hammer managers and sometimes rightfully so. But their job is to be the bad guy. That's what yeah. you you're paying that guy six percent to be the bad guy for you. That's yeah. Well, yeah. essentially what you're doing. Well, yeah, he got just got Milford an extra hundred k a year an extra year. Did his job. Took one story. Yeah. Good. Gear. Yeah, I'm very ha- obviously very happy and, with the signing, but I'm not so much more obviously. stylish fashion than Moses did with the Tigers. Yeah, well, I mean, and Milford again never bloody went and met in the public himself and spoke about it. Speaking of, have you heard that weird story about Corey Parker and Moses and the uh, Broncos are keeping him at arm's distance because he's playing recruiter. Oh, Corey Parker, yeah. Corey Parker yeah. paying report, recruiting Yeah, I thought you were saying something happened with them. I was like, I don't know what they did. No, no. No, the <laughs> heard, Broncos aren't happy I heard, that I heard Parker's... the Parker recruiter thing, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Kieran Foran to the Bulldogs until 2020. We well, all what saw, a secret this was. We all saw this coming, let's be honest. I was actually a little bit shocked because this is the fourth time Des has tried to get Foran and he failed he three it. times. He did. So I had a little bit of doubt because if you fail three times, you might fail four. I was, I was pretty confident he had got somebody when the board re-signed him. Like yeah. someone was coming there. I, yeah. I didn't know if it was Cooper Cronk or Kieran Foran. He's got Kieran Foran. A great signing, obviously, but um, we'll see how it plays out next year. I mean, a good player back in Sydney. We'll see if there's any issues off the field again. That, with to me, is going to be the big thing. Like, we all assume, I'm not going to say no, we all assume that he went to New Zealand to kind of cool his jets for a bit and get mm-hmm. his head right. And now that he's going to be back in the big smoke, it's going to be interesting to see how, how he holds up. Yeah, I have dropped it on Twitter a couple of times. I've heard more than once that Dugan is a done deal at the Dogs. I'd heard that too. Mm. Uh, but I, I Before the Sharks offer popped up. Yeah, I think the Sharks are going to snare him. I heard quite a lot of the Dogs were pretty pretty set on him. Mm. Anyway. Look forward to throwing my 20-cent pieces at him. <laughs> uh, Will he get them tattooed on him? The marks of where it happened? <laughs> welts. The welts. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get the little pieces of coral in, in his bone. <laughs> Uh, Felt has re-signed with the Cowboys until 2020. I don't get this one. Like, at what point does Gideon Gellamosby get a first-grade spot? Like, at all? He comes to the Dragons. Like, because that whole back line's been re-signed now. Yeah. Yeah, the weird one for me was Winterstein. I thought maybe it was his time to go, because he's never really become any more than what he was. Yeah. So I thought maybe he was the one to go, and then well, when they, did, when they re-signed year. him, yeah. they had Felt, and oh, I don't know. But yeah, Felt sucked this year. I thought that might be, you know, probably moving on or something. And obviously, I still think he's a decent player. But yeah, they've got guys like Geller Mo- uh, Mosby and uh, Jarvid Bowen who aren't in first grade, who I guess are just going to sit I, there and wait now. I don't think Felt signed for a lot, though, because he's a local kid and he wanted to yeah. stay and he didn't really take offers from anyone else. He, I think he just kind of signed the contract that was offered to him. Well, mm. they've got, they got a couple like that. I mean, they, a lot of local kids, like Jarvid Bowen, didn't want to go anywhere either. That's why he's happy mm. to play reserve grade and, and stay there. And he can always upgrade his contract when more details about the salary cap come out. You can always. Sign a new contract with with. Oh, we money to go around once JT's gone. There, oh, don't you worry. Yeah, and they also re-signed Asiata, which is a great re-signing because yeah. mm-hmm. he had five or six suitors, and he's not from up there, and he's listening to all of them. Yeah, so he's, great re-signing. He's from Young or something. No, he's from Penrith. Penrith. Penrith yeah. Yeah. Oh, Penrith. I'm thinking of Jordan McLean, who's also yeah. going there. He's from yeah. Young. Yeah, they they've got a sneaky good forward pack next year. He's got Scott coming back. McLean, who's yeah. one of the top couple in meters after tackle, after contact, after yeah. contact. You have got Tamalolo. You've got you've got Asiata. Bolton back to the Bolton bench. Back great to the bench player. 
Yeah, that's going to be a sneaky good pack, and you've still got Ethan Lowe and... Jesus Christ, Pickles. Look and then you've got Cohen Hess. It's, they, that's going to be a real good... They're going to roll some teams. They will. Uh, Russell Packer to West Tigers until 2021. Uh, okay, I want to say one thing on this. I don't I don't care that about his off-field stuff in the past. He's no. been there and done that. There, this is a player that I have less time worrying about it because he served time for it. But the Tigers fans... He actually had punishment yeah, for it with yeah, a lot of guys I'm not even getting to it. In the end, these guys come back to our game. That's it. They come back to our game. But I've seen more than a handful of Tigers fans go on about years how they'll, let, they'll stop supporting the club whatever when something like this happens. Mm. All of them lauding the signing today. Yeah. You don't... You guys... People don't care. You don't care. Don't act like you care because you don't. You're happy you signed mm. a good footballer. That's it. And I'm fine with that. But stop trying to act like you care about other... Oh, you'll draw a line now that, oh, you just tried to kill a dude. It wasn't a woman, whatever. You still try to kill a dude. He did know? try to kick a guy's head. He in. did go to prison as a first-time offender. It's pretty... For assault. Yeah. It's pretty bad in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But yeah. that's it. Oh, like um, These guys get back into a game. That's just how it is. Mm. I've, I've come to terms with that. He's not the only... As you, as you say, he's not the only player who's playing in the NRL who's been in prison. Yeah, well, mate, there's going to be, at some point, there's going to be someone in every single team that's had an, off- an issue like, yep. not like this, but had a charge off the field. But yep. yeah, the people who just, yeah, that's his Twitter virtue signalers, really. That's yep. all it is. The guys that will put their hand up for issues, whatever, but when it comes, push comes to shove, they don't really care. What people want to forget is we're a low socioeconomic game. Our yeah. best players come from people yeah. who don't have money. This is their way out. You don't see many rich kids playing rugby league. Yeah, you don't. Unless your dad was a coach or something like that. Yeah. There's not, not many. So... In that element, there's going to be guys who are attached to gangs or get involved in violence or had drug yeah. passed and yeah. stuff like that. And it's part well, of, it's part of the game, and the as, game, how the game management manages it up to the game. But yeah, they, they're going to be in the game. Yeah. Just sick of people fake putting up fake virtues of oh, we can't have those guys at my club except for now. Saying that doesn't give them a right to be thugs and stuff. No, mm. but we've got to accept that it's going to be part of our game's culture. It yeah. is what. And as as we all make fun of Gus, he has said. The game gives us an ability to rehab young men and change yeah. their lives. There's probably kids who would have ended up on drugs or in prison long term who yeah. are rugby league football players instead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, the signing, okay, is shining. I'm not overly hot for it. They need a big man, they need a forward, but they're paying a bit of money, whatever. Okay, is shining. Yeah, they're losing Woods and see you, Manafangai. And getting. They've got Madalena on backer. Yeah. Yeah, they've got three of the uh, 2011 Warriors grand final pack now. Mm. I don't think any of. I don't know if any of the other guys are still active. Uh, Mannering Mannering uh, Active Michael Lux Active, active. Sorry, sorry Sam Rapier is over in England Sit down Fleety Matteo Getting back They get Lillyman There you go they What's Fleety Mat- Flea Matteo oh, doing Lillyman. himself? He's uh, eating Right no, That's <laughs> yeah. correct And answer. playing uh, Is he Sydney Shield? Wow That's interesting mm. uh, Chris Sander got dropped from Q Cup this week For those who don't know Because yeah. he's fat And he didn't show up to training Cut that bungo. That's fair enough. Yeah, he. Uh, they changed the oval that it was at because the first one had some problems, and he was the only player not to turn up. I wonder if they can hear Pickles licking that mic. They, I can. I can they hear that licking. Go. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, stop licking the mic. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't fed myself. Uh, Des promised to re- re-sign James Graham next season. Who no, cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, Lola here denied a release by the Warriors. And named in the extended squad for the first time since he was After dropped. Saying talk After saying clubs. Uh, and they said, you can go talk to other clubs and then deny him a release. Yeah. Don't put him in the team for six weeks. And then the, the week you say... You can't go, or we'll put you in the 21 jersey. He's so far down the depth charts, me and you mentioned. He's behind five or six, well, more than we six or seven like, backs. Yeah, he's like the sixth 
choice back, and I think the fourth well, choice tough. I mean, if he went behind it, he's behind Carter, Malmalo, uh, Ashford, Shantzigal, uh, Klockstad, um, Vadovai, Vadovai, uh, Fusatua, Tuvashashek. Uh, is that that's, it? That's six. So, so he's seventh. Like, he's, uh, eighth. eighth. He's eighth. Just and let then him go. He's just the let him go. He's, yeah. If you're not going to play him, let the kid go. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's it'll end up happening. I think he's playing hardball for some reason. How, Probably doing how what, old um, is he? I don't know how old he is. He's young, but uh, they're playing hardball. I think he'll go before the end of June, before June 30th. But what are they trying to get? By I don't know hard? if they're trying to get something back for him or some more compensation in the contract or something similar. Yeah, bizarre. Uh, suspensions. Matt Wait, Pro- we missed Mitch Moses. Moses. Finally happened. Never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mitch Moses. So he's been released to go to Para now. Parramatta. Yeah, yeah. The last four weeks in a row, Parramatta. This is a little behind the scenes thing that doesn't come out a lot. The last four weeks in a row, the Eels have requested extra time for their team list because they were hoping to get Moses on the Tuesday. Yeah, and uh, they finally got him on a Tuesday. I, I just wish this had to happen sooner. I just he, feel sorry for everyone involved. To be honest. He's done a few things to try and get himself I fired, and I hate that. Involved. <laughs> I feel so- yeah. No, I I feel sorry for the fans that have to watch this bloke I agree plod, with that. plod for 80 minutes this week and just legit not give a shit. The only game he gave a shit was against the Eels to show them I'm still good. Which he's got to try against which, them. As I said that week, I don't think he should have played at all. I don't think he should have been picked. Just mm. like Woods shouldn't have been picked against the Dogs mm. because, well, either he goes and gets injured and then he doesn't get a contract and you have to live with him, which would suck, or he, you know, just plays terribly. Mm. Um, and I'm not... Uh, there's been a lot of blow about, why are players changing teams? This is... Blah, blah. That's part of the go. There's not a sport in the world that doesn't have mid-season transfers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop pretending this is an NRL thing that it's only NRL where they get transferred. Wait, yeah. Every sport in the world <laughs> has mid-season transfers and every sport has cancelling of contracts one way or the other. Yeah. It's normal in modern sport. There was, a, there was an interview a few weeks ago. I can't exactly remember who it was. And he said, he said, <laughs> so what's the effect of what's the point of having a contract anymore? Everybody w- knows that contracts aren't worth anything in this game. I was just like, well, that's refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing to hear somebody be so honest about what we all as fans and us as, you know, some independent media know about it is that contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on anymore. All it is is an agreement of how much you will pay me this week to play for you until one of us decides we don't want the other. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a relationship, but with more money. Which is what's going on with, I'm sure it's another news item, with Cody Walker this week. He doesn't like that number anymore. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, we, before we came on here, he asked for a release, but it just sounds like last year when he was asking for a release too, that he wants an upgrade. Fair enough. Uh, only one suspension, or only one match review panel uh, incident this Matt week. Matt Pryor got suspended for one week for Matt a grade Pryor one took shoulder took Joel yeah. Thompson's face off and should yeah. be charged with assault and it's d- d- disgusting <laughs> Meanwhile, if you watch the vision of that, he would be more likely to get off in the judiciary than George Burgess did and they took the one week, but not George, sorry, Sam Burgess. Yeah. Sam Burgess was textbook shoulder charge, got off. Yeah. If I'd watched the, the Burgess one, I would go, I'm going to challenge this because hmm. it's less textbook. So if he got off, I'm, I should get off, but precedent, they to take the As one. you say, precedent is a funny thing and it's mm. been used before. Yep. Yeah, I think that's it for the news this week. Fairly jam-packed. It's that part of the season, so... Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have a of questions. Question time. First question, at Dollary Doos. Great handle. Broncos wore their 60th in jersey in 10 games. Are specialty jerseys out of control? No. They are the new warriors of jerseys. Well, the yeah, Broncos. We, Broncos had four or five every year for like... 
for all Nike, that and Max. I honestly don't care though, right? There's so many things for me to get upset about in rugby league. This is not near the top of my priority list. Yeah. I know my home, I know my waist strip, whatever. And the people who complain about it, they're like, oh, kids kids want the jerseys. I bet you you don't have kids. You just want something to complain <laughs> and, about. And if they if they want the jerseys, get a job. Get a I job. don't care if you're six. Get a Get a job and buy your 180 jerseys. $108 jerseys. <laughs> I was going to say, they're 180 jerseys at $180. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next. I don't have an issue. You know why they have lots of jerseys? To make money. Because yep. most NRL clubs don't make money. Yep. They don't turn a profit. And one of the few ways that they do turn a profit is when you buy a jersey. Merch sales. Hey, and guess what? Don't buy your merch from anything that isn't your club. Yep. If you buy it from Rebel or Peter Winsk or anything... They get a very small percentage. Buy it direct from your club if you can. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sam Warden, uh, how much of a shit is Mitch Moses? Not much. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time for him personally. Well, my favourite joke was on Twitter. Someone said, uh, Parramatta are buying the turnstiles so that he's Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that's very good. That's yeah. very good. I don't like the halves pairing of those two at all. Moses and Norman. I think though. they're very similar players. I yep. don't like Mitch Moses. That's yeah, simple. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the quintessential kid who's... Got it all coming up as a football player, and he's never had to do hard slog, yeah. and he just yeah. expects everything to and be his way, and that's what makes him. He unlikable. had six good weeks back of last year. And everyone thought he was the best half. Well, not everyone, but people put him in the team of the week, of the year. People calling him the best five out in the comp mm. of six games. Mm. Six of sixty-seven is not a great strike rate. Okay, uh, I saw him try to tackle Junior Polo once. <laughs> <laughs> At Pete Fulcher, what is each team's cliche adjective? I.e., Scrappy Titans or Young Panthers? Well, we got two there. Yeah, I'm going with. Uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show. The Big Warriors Pack. Yeah, they're oh, yeah, not big. S- Silver Tails are still the worst manly cliche. Yeah, they're one of the poorer clubs. <laughs> yeah, still the Silver <laughs> like Tails. To the, point, to the point where you can walk on the ground. Yeah, Any you t- can walk your dog on the ground. They Before games, they actually have to have someone come and claim dog shit up off the park. Yeah. Yeah. They walk their dogs on the ground. Any time the Broncos the kick the ball out yeah. ever, Bennett ball. Bennett ball. Even though they scored the most, like, they were like top three in scoring in the last yeah. three years. Uh, it's still uh, Bellamy's robots, grindy, boring yeah. storm, even though they haven't played like that in three years. Yeah. Um, Oh, so much potential the Tigers. Tigers so potential, yeah. Potential. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, um, the oh, dogs oh. of war. Dogs of war. <laughs> um, what's the the knights one that we always said? The brave knights, yeah. or they're, uh, oh, they're, brave so and, brave. they're brave and defeat. They're brave. Yeah. They're resilient. Yeah. Yeah. They, or they got beaten. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're not gonna do all of them though. Okay, uh, one question. At it's Matthew. Would you rather Moses or Mundane? <laughs> I take mundane at this point. <laughs> take the quality you don't Mate, know. Mundane at least be good for off the off the field attention. He'd be grab a yeah, lot of attention. Good media. Good, good media. Good media. Yeah, good media. But uh, I don't want either. But I take Moses. I'll be I'll be real. Uh, at NRL physio, you're defending a two on one on your own ten meter line. So you're in defence. I'm trying to explain it better. Now he wants you to pick who are the two players you've got to stop from scoring. Uh, so who you're picking the players attacking against yeah. you. Yeah, to give you the best chance to stop from scoring, who are the two players you want, want attacking you? Are they holding the ball or have they just received the ball? Let's say the centre's got the ball and he can give it to the, the winger. Okay. Or, so one. he's got you one-on-one and he's got and the, the winger, he's outside, got the winger yeah. outside him that he can give it to or beat you So one-on-one. the winger, I'm going to want one of the Burgess boys because there's an error. <laughs> <laughs> it's an error. Well, you picked a Burgess on a wing. Yeah, <laughs> all right. But, cool. uh, well, it doesn't even say wing or anything. It's just two-on-one. Two-on-one. So it could be anybody. It could be a prop The reason why I pick a Burgess though is because they do hold the ball. They could run over me. Yeah, true, true. They could. I'm definitely picking uh, someone like a Ashford or a, a, a Linnet. Yep. I could. I think Blake Ashford. I could tackle him. I know he's he's keen on a pass, but if he ca- if I w- went hard at him, I could, I could probably take him down. Uh, he might poo. Yeah. True. Jason Nottingale, because I know I could outrun him. 
Uh, Ace Shooter and Edric Lee, because if I pressure Edric Ace Shooter Lee, yeah, and Lee Edric Lee, big fingers could drop all, that ball. All yeah. time, can I take Ben Pomeroy? Because he's the captain yeah. coach of the hands like feet team. Yeah. <laughs> so I want him catching the ball. Yep. Yeah, Ben Pomeroy, easy in the end. Or maybe Kane Linnett. Oh, you know. Or Jamie Soward. Jamie Soward. Mm, yeah. no, he's one. Uh, he might trick because he actually reads pretty well. So yeah. he might, if, he'll give the ball when I'm committed. If you reckon no, you can Soward. make the tackle. I will run at. If Soward. you reckon you could take him down, Will Chambers? Because he ain't using it. It's one on one. No, he's not passing. Yeah, he's so it's a one on one every time. Do you, yeah. like, I reckon he'd have he'd get around me anyway, but it's like, mm. if I could back myself to you, do you think he'd you get around you? No, yeah. You surprise. and your physical splendor. Yeah. What a surprise. Man who can get around, like anybody in the league can get around me. But, you know. Maybe underestimate me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who you might want running at you? Because he can't pass and he's going to come at you. He doesn't step. Yeah. You want Brenton Lawrence. Brenton Lawrence. He's fast and he's hard, but you know he does, he's got no football IQ, so he's never passing and he can't step. Oh. So it's just a one-on-one. Gra- so if you can wrap the ball up, that's the one. Chris yeah. Lawrence, his hips don't work. Only one straight. True. The hips don't lie. Mate, okay, we're getting there. Well, we've got a few answers. That's fine. Uh, next one, Ashan already six. Following Tommy Turbo's injury, which dynamic young brother, Bolter? Young brother. Oh, what, there's two sets. Let's hear the side feet. Will Laurie pick on the wing and why should it be Wunga Blake? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Addo Carr. question is no. Addo Carr, if, it's, if Brad yeah. Fittler's got anything to say about it. Yeah. That'd be great. No, I, be actually want, I actually want, I don't know if he's young, but Bolter, I want Ross Dog. He returns I, the ball well, he finishes. I yes, defend. Gives a hundred percent. Gives a hundred. He's gonna. Everyone in the team's gonna love him. He's gonna bring that camaraderie. He's always in. the first one there for a for celebration. The oh, he's yep. a great hugger. One of the great cuddlers. <laughs> his cuddle of uh, Paul Gallen after he kicked <laughs> the goal in City Country. That was so good. Yeah. Well, here's a good one from Simo, and he's all he's done is written fourteen nil dickhead. So I'm gonna explain his story. He's on the weekend throughout the game, and uh, there's a storm fan like three rows in front of us, and whatever. Just a storm fan. Him with his friends, all storm fans. They watch Storm game, nothing's happening, no one's giving him shit or anything, Storm lose, game's over. Manly score first, and this Storm fan decides to yell back at me, Simo, and then the loud Broncos fans behind us. Mm. Wise. Go for Manly, it's like, you're a Storm fan firstly. But <laughs> right, yeah. he gets up and's like screaming and cheering, it's like, okay, that's weird. And then the guy behind us, they didn't have good gear, but they were very persistent. It was hammering him for ages, like, you know, 40 nil, oh, salary cap, all that kind of shit. 40 Don't, nil, yeah. 40 Don't nil, 40 nil. And he was getting pretty angry. Anyway, got to 14 nil, and he's acting like he's won the grand final or whatever <laughs> down there, going off. And then all of a sudden, wants, he's trying to, then after a while, he wants to start fighting people as well, and his missus is putting him back. Has he down. Jake Marmot it and pulled the shirt off? No, he hasn't. <laughs> but, anyway, but yeah, he's going off his rocker. Anyway, I don't know why he's going out on the island for the, for the Manly. But the moment the Broncos score the third, third try, it was the high of the night because the guy from behind us just scales, 14-0, dickhead, <laughs> but holds the head forever. Just screams <laughs> off his lungs, 14-0, dickhead. And the guy gets up, wants to fight, but that was it. it was just a, peach of, a peach of the night was that one Storm fan who got himself on Manly's Island and somehow copped two L's in one night. <laughs> like, he didn't have to cop that L, but he was copping it for the whole last 25 people everywhere yelling at him. It was great fun, but what a moron. I remember it reminds me of going to a UFC in Sydney yeah. and it was, the crowd was dead silent watching this fight and just out of nowhere one hero stands up for all of us and says kick him in the dick <laughs> <laughs> just the long pause before, kick him in the dick everyone laughed beautiful <laughs> kick him in the dick kick Not him bad. in the dick it's, it's the, uh, the classy the classy <laughs> UFC fans it's probably the best offensive move you can do in 
Okay, at Canberra 37, fight, really. what are some nicknames <laughs> you wanted to give players but never really stuck? For him, it's uh, the King of Ports Moresby, which is David Mead. Right, yeah. You've got some, Ben, surely. I've got a, I tried to start one today. Uh, me and Will McCloy, who hosts a few of the shows on NRL.com, we started calling Villy Army Kickout after he asked to be called Bill. Why Bill? Wild Bill Kickout. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> and there was one many years ago when... Buffalo Bill Kickout? No, Wild Bill Hickok. Oh, Wild Bill's good. Wild Bill Hickok. That's what he's named after. Dead man's hand. Um, <laughs> uh, Wild Bill. Okay. And uh, when he was at the Roosters, we had... Uh, there was Kane Linnett, and one of my mates is a huge Roosters fan. Mm. And there was a week... It was when Gaznia was playing in the centres on an Anzac Day, and he shut Gaznia down when Gaznia was in great form. And he was this new up-and-coming kid. And I was like, this guy's the Dragon Slayer. And then next week, he had Inglis, and he shut down Inglis. I'm like, he's the fucking Dragon Every good centre, he just shuts him down. I'm calling him the Dragon Slayer. No, no, no. I no, want anything of it. No, no surprise it didn't no. stick, that one. Uh, I'm still trying to push this one, but Hollywood Matt Gillette, I'm, I'm trying to stick with. <laughs> you can't... T- that's already taken, because... Um, Jared Warrior Hargraves is Hollywood Hargraves. I don't care. Yeah, he can't <laughs> steal someone else's nickname. I don't know it was his, but it's more the fact, like, I might mention that football fans will get it. Hollywood Steven Gerrard, but he tried miracle passes yep. and taking pot shots from 40 yards. That's Matt Gillett. Anytime he gets a ball in the attacking 20, he thinks, I'm going to, I'm scoring. Yep. Or we're scoring here. And uh, it did work in the charge down play. Hollywood Matt Gillette came through there, just like when Sierra Gerrard scored a screamer, but you've got to take the good with the bad. Mm. I liked, not, not sticking. There's about three of us no. who like it, but I'm pushing it still. <laughs> I think it's too niche trying to compare it to Gerard, but whatever. Mm. That's Hollywood Matt Gillette trying to make it stick. I don't know if I've got any other ones. Hollywood no. Hargraves is because whenever they bring cameras to training, he mugs for the cameras and starts like passing yeah. and posing. So the other players call him Hollywood Hargraves. Yeah. I, I don't know. Those cool players buy the actual nicknames a lot too. I'm not like, you know, I scream moose for Josh McGuire every time he gets a ball. Feed him moose is generally what that's I scream. Yeah. You know? But that's it. I used to stick by the nicknames. Uh, let's go to the next one. No, I'm not gonna I did it. like when George Rose played for Manly. And the, every time he touched the ball, the whole crowd go, Gorgeous! Yeah, Gorgeous George was great. Yeah, because he was so good. Uh, add Jake underscore H underscore 87. Why has Jones only been so bad this year? Can his form be turned around or is he done? I think it's that same thing I mentioned earlier, that they're lacking that premiership fire because they just won one. I don't know why he's got the most missed tackles and most errors in the comp, but I think that's part of it. Just missing that little bit of fire. Yeah. It's yeah, the, it's the hard. It's always the hardest thing is to back up. And well, win they, a well, they had the most missed tackles in the comp last year too, and the second most penalties. But he has. I can't remember what his number this week is. But before last week, he had twenty penalties by mm. round nine, and the leader of the comp most years has thirty. Mm. So twenty penalties in nine rounds is uh, not great. But yeah, he's, there's, there's got to be a question as to why he's why why do you feel the need to give away but, that many? But you know what? Though he wasn't great last year. He was good in the back end of the season when they won the comp. Obviously, they had yeah, the yeah. parts of form, but he wasn't great for most of the season. Like mm. only put on eight tries throughout the whole year, whatever. Like, but he's just he's good for that club. You know, good being there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he's I'd, a big game player too. Like I think yeah. he's a guy that's not that interested in the average game. He doesn't want to lose games, yeah. but he's not that interesting unless it's interested. It, unless it's a big whilst game. it's a cliche, it, it was proven true last year. He performed in all the finals and was quite good in big games. When he was at the, the Roosters, year. his best games were the ones where he was either a big rival or yeah. a finals game. He certainly isn't as good as he was at the Roosters, though. No. But that's, it's fine. You don't have to be to still be a good player. But I wouldn't say he's finished, but he's all his structure, though. He's past his best, I will say. Different structure, and he played yeah. a different... He was more of a running 5-8 there, and he doesn't run as much as he used to. No, he doesn't. Okay. Next question. I think Jake's got another one. Uh, what was Ben smoking with the dogs that would have a spine that would seriously carve up with Dugan 4 and Frawley and then by? I, We've moved on. I, yeah, I, 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 I withdraw the Frawley bit. I was wrong about that. I I thought there was going to be more there than there wasn't. I think on the back of that pack, you've got a real running spine there. M- M- is a good running player. 
and then Dugan will power through in the back of those forwards. That's what I think it'll be. But I, I'm very sorry to everyone about Frawley. I can't be on 100% of the time. Just like 98% is a pretty good strike rate, though. <laughs> Villiers 99, with a lot of comebacks that happened this round, what are your favourite comeback games? He's easily the 2006 prelim, he says. I agree as well. Broncos over uh, Bulldogs 2000 prelims. That one. time, the 10 turned me down, and then I nailed her later in the night. <laughs> <laughs> the action Ben Wallace comeback. <laughs> action Ben Wallace. Yeah, you are uh, any didn't the dragons oh the dragons are lost up by like twenty four yeah they, once was it to manly uh yeah it might have been in a pr- might have been in a finals game I definitely that. took a fairly late l in a prelim if I remember the the uh the raiders come back was it last year a year before at Leichhardt? Where they came back from 24-0 down or whatever it was uh at the Matt Bungard for Ben which energy drink is your favorite and why Oh, this is because I told him that energy drinks are bad for you <laughs> and he refuses to listen that they're not. It's when he selectively picks scientists you want to listen to as well. Yeah, yeah, sponsors. he did a very specific Google search yeah. to get what he wanted. <laughs> uh, okay, Google. Uh, Frankie Unsold987. Out of so all the old heads in the why, game, who is the worst? drinks are good for you. And why is it Benny Elias? It is Benny Elias is the worst player. It's, it's Benny Elias with a close second to Ray Price. Yeah. But the thing about Benny about Elias Tommy is... Rodonicus? Oh, he's not bad. But Benny Elias' current connections to players, which is why he's in the media he, more. Not just that, but obviously league club thing. But he also dropped... Oh, that's, but he also, that doesn't go around anymore anyway. No, but he course. drops the um, Mitch Moses news anytime they ask him. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Like, he told people Mitch Moses was leaving on Tuesday a few days ago, you know? Uh, is it... It's his uncle? Uncle, yeah. yeah. Uncle, yeah. I was, someone said father-in-law, but begs a lot of questions. <laughs> Uh, bigger grub this week from Shunter86. Zaza Bachulia or David Mead? Uh, it's definitely Zaza. What happened, is, what happened with that? That was Zaza. him taking out Kawhi? Kawhi did... Um, he, he what stood, did Zaza Gabor do? <laughs> Zaza Pachulia st- stood underneath Kawhi after a That's shot. That's right, yeah. And Kawhi landed on him and sprained his ankle. Yeah. He already had an injured ankle, so... I haven't seen the incident, but apparently Ashton Sims got uh, suspended this week for standing on a winger. Good on him. Yeah. Sounds pretty grub. Fair enough. Yeah. He's a big man. I would never do something like that. Okay. Specifically. I would stand on someone, but not a winger. <laughs> not a winger. <laughs> I'm Ward 7 that. said, did Bunga take the Knights off because he missed the kick? Take the night off. Yeah, definitely. Um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> he Most certainly. He fears my superior podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and kicking, probably. <laughs> I, no, I think you'd have me on the kick, so you I'm going to be honest. Just saying, you guys are killing us when you, when you respond to the questions in here and have conversations. Untag the podcast. <laughs> you ruin <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah, talk to each other, but untag yeah. the podcast. Exactly right. Uh, Paul Mack asked me to pick a likely Queensland team and pick a new South side but beat it. I kind of did that earlier with how I thought they'd play and run yeah. direct, so I'm not going to do that again. Uh, do you want me to pick a city and country team that could... No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seagull Spur, who, who have the better career from here? Brooks or Moses? The way he carries on like a pork shock, I'm, I'm starting to think Brooks. I thought Moses was the more talented, mm. but I think Brooks might be the one that actually knuckles down on, and works and on plays, his craft. And plays footy as I opposed agree. to being in the media. If you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said the other way, but now... Mm. I think being away from the other blokes might be good for um, Brooks's career as well. And Ivan Cleary is a very good coach. He yeah. is, so he'll be, he'll be there and then Moses will be away and be the guy he is. I don't th- I'd back Brooks in on that, even though I think Moses is more talented. Unfortunately for Cleary, he often looks tired. Mm. Mm. Uh, at Matty McP25 <laughs> That was a slow burn for Daly He's like <laughs> What do you mean looks tired <laughs> Oh Panthers Yeah uh, Matty McP25 In the wake of Aitken's injury Has Dale organised his residency overseas yet? <laughs> do you out. think you'll enjoy living in Uruguay? <laughs> <laughs> I pick Uruguay because they were added to the RFL, RLIF rankings this week Them and Thailand 
and I Thailand. say Thailand and Uruguay, and I say give me full moon parties and gay jokes about a country name or nothing. <laughs> okay. there, is, there is a there is a YouTube channel where you can watch highlights of I think it's the Ukrainian rugby league. Oh, very good. <laughs> At Sinclair underscore Will, will the Tigers playing list be stronger in 2018 than it is this season? I think uh, they'll probably win more games because they'll be yeah. or they'll all be on the Cleary bandwagon, whether they're better or not. It's I don't know. Bus, mate. Um, bus. Oh, it's the bus. The bus. Can the you chuck wheelies on a prob- bus? Uh, doughies on a bus? <laughs> probably widespread the squad will be better, but they're still losing the... Tedesco's one of the best players in the league. You mm. know, he's all yeah. like, yeah. he, that's, that's a huge loss. It's popular to make fun of Woods, and I do it too, because it's yeah. fun to do, because he's not the best, and he's purported to be. But he's still a very good prop. Yeah. Yeah. So you're losing him as well. Yeah. Uh, mm. At Shieldsy1 asks... What should South do with this one six and three combination in the future? Do you keep Walker at one, move Joe to three, and look for a young upcoming five eighth? You and I were discussing this online mm-hmm. last night that neither of us particularly like the gag eye signing because it puts them in a real bind of you've got uh Heimel Hunt, Greg Inglis, Gag Eye, and they're all probably centres and none of them are fullbacks, and yeah. they all have to play. Yeah. And it's not that Inglis wasn't a good fullback, but we've seen with all his knee issues he probably can't do it there anymore. Yeah. There's already talk this year of moving them, so they might have made a rod for their own back already that yep. one of those three is probably going to have to play fullback and it's not going to be Heimel Hunt. Look, I'm yeah, just going to be shattered if Souths don't do well. It's just <laughs> <laughs> really going to take it out of me. Yeah. Oh, the Cardinal and Myrtle forever. <laughs> Myrtle. Myrtle. Hey, to be fair, they do have nice jackets. Oh, lovely jackets. Yeah, look... Remember uh, those white ones that were like based on Sons of Anarchy yeah. and they were Sons of Redmond? Oh, those were classy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was Russell Crowe all over. <laughs> Walker 6... Clearly for me still, GI3, and then I would have gone inside Hopper for fullback. That's why I thought good value fullback who can switch with GI and attack. Yep. But it looks like they're going to play Gagai there. I feel like they'll play Gagai there and what they're offering. Yeah, you. I don't like Gagai at fullback. No, I hate it too. Yeah. Um, I think Cody Walker could work at six at pretty much any team in the comp, mm-hmm. but can probably only play fullback at, this, at right. South. Yep. Which isn't saying he's not a good fullback for them, but he couldn't do it in any other system. Okay, uh... Betty beat DTD. In the wake of the forward passes not called this week, do you believe it's time the bunker to be allowed to rule on them? I've long said I think it's strange that they can rule on a knock-on, which is the ball travelling forward, but not a forward pass. Well, that that one wasn't a forward pass. It was a knock-on. Which one? Turbos. <laughs> Hit the ground before it got to the player, so it's a knock-on. Oh, yeah. mm. Um, <laughs> look, mm. I can't argue that. I know there's all these dumb physics arguments and everything, and I've been a pro before in the past, travelling backwards out of hand or whatever, but... I don't want to say common sense comes into it, but they'll, at some point they'll figure a way out how to do it. Yeah. Union can do it. It's the same sport. You know, they'll figure a way because like the ones like the Turbo one, like, come on. Yeah. They shouldn't be... Like, I saw... I was back left corner and we all saw that now seat of that stadium. So I was 100 metres away and I could see it. it. Was, they the, missed it live, whatever. Miss, rest miss things. But when you see it in the replay and you think we have to let this go, yeah. it's come on. On the broadcast, they were... Like, nobody commented about it. They were just kind of like, oh. well, Remember the one last year, the, the Morris boys linked up against the Broncos and Brett was like five metres in front of Josh, but it was like a breakaway and Josh got dragged down and he threw it forward to him. And the refs didn't see the, where he was, and then we just let it go. It's you know, like, it would be another be good Bungard challenge, and I know you're listening, Bungard. Yeah. How about you run full pelt, and we have people throw normal and forward pass, and you have to call which it is to see how hard it is to call a forward oh, pass yeah. really hard. while run, running full pace for 30 metres. It and is really hard. Yeah. To like, out of 10, how many are you going to get right? I, I, I actually don't... The first are going to miss some, right? Those ones that are really close, I don't care. And... Well, really, do I care well, if they if no. they rule on the bunker they're not, either? They're not no. missing it because they're trying to miss it. They miss no. it because most of the time people don't notice it. But a ref's running at full tilt. Yeah. Now yeah. you run at full tilt and just look at how much your eyes bounce. 
They've actually they're making decisions. They've actually yeah. called some pretty good four passes this year, by the way, when it's been in the twenty or whatever, and they've been look like mind ball. They've called some good ones, but yeah, the ones that have missed have always been those breakaway tries. Do you know what annoys me more than missing yeah. a forward pass? Because I'm fine with them making yeah. mistakes. Is when they call a forward pass and then a commentator goes, "Oh well, it was only a, like a centimeter forward." <laughs> that, that, you would have complained if they hadn't called it. Mate. Yeah, yeah. At, at Mario Siegs, what is your favorite line ever from a sporting movie? I don't know. Good question. I've watched plenty of sporting movies. They kind of get moulded in my head. One, you know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, basically. Oh, here we go. Basically, all lines. There's about a billion of those. Mm. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a big sports star. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a big sports bar. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, that's the other one. What is it? Hey, is that my wife? Yeah, and this is me with the shirt. Great line. <laughs> Steve Perry. <laughs> I swear if you guys were for me 13 or 40 more times, I'm out of here. Just all the squeak jokes. Yeah. There you go. Watch that movie. All those lines. Yeah. Problem solved. Um, next question comes from... See, too many of these bloody people responding. Josh Robbo's got a million of them again. Okay. Question one. Hey, Josh. Was the Panthers come back the anti- ultimate anti-Griffin ball? Yes. Yes, because they stopped playing Griffin ball. Uh, was the comeback by the Panthers proof that no matter what the coach the Warriors have, it's always going to be the same old show? No, because they were very different with Cleary. No, and also like these things, they're not going to be the same playing group forever. They're not going to always be the same thing, are they? Like, no. Teams change. That's why I don't particularly like stats either, where they're like, they've won 14 of the last 17 games. Well, how many of those guys were in 17 of these matches? Yeah. One every 17, please. Uh, three, what is the most ridiculous way to decide a drawn game that could actually be viable? Draw, draw lots. Draw lots. Draw, Just draw. Oh, okay, here we go. We brought in Golden Point because everyone hated draws. Yeah. Why it, do you want to get rid of them and bring back something everything hated? Here's this ridiculous way to decide a draw game. You get the ball and you kick it one from dropping it at two posts. <laughs> <laughs> you take turns at it from 30 or 40 metres out. What happens if, uh, if it's before the end of the game, Mitch? Hear me out here. <laughs> yeah. And you drop the ball first yeah. and then you kick it over the post. Then someone what? else kicks it over the yeah, post? Yeah, yeah. What we do is yeah. we have an English literature competition <laughs> and whoever writes the best essay about Shakespeare's Hamlet wins the game. Uh, best diss track. That is yeah, good diss track. Yeah, good. Like yeah. yeah, that's good. They have to play it over the PA. They do. Yeah. Could we have like uh, the voice, because it's Channel 9 obviously, yeah. the voice style talent off and we have Delta, Seal and the dude with who wears the hat. <laughs> yeah. Boy, George. Boy George, thank you. <laughs> and then get, if whoever gets the most turnarounds and then if you get Delta up and dancing... That's you a get bonus lo- point? You get a bonus <laughs> point. <laughs> he he if you get Boy George up and dancing, that's bonus point. point. That's viable. If you get Seal to leave, triple points. Yeah, that's viable. Channel yeah. 9 will get behind it. Yeah. yeah. Voice, chairs. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone to the voice round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four, are players more inclined to throw temper chances now that contra- contract values are higher? What do you mean temper chances? What, doing what Moses did? Uh, I think they're more likely to do it because they have an inflated sense of what they're worth. Yeah, but I mean, Not players been doing this for ages for more, anyway. On more money. Gordon Towers did it in the 90s. He's still doing it. He set a season out. He's still doing it. <laughs> like, these things aren't new. This is way more coverage of them. People yeah. get unhappy. And because, as we are talking about before, contracts are worth less so that you know that you can put more pressure yeah. on a club. It's, it's easier to break a contract now. But, it's but like, by the same token, clubs break contracts with players. They go, I know we signed you to four years, but we'd like you to go to Super League after two years. Yeah. yeah. Or we'll send you to South and then pay South to take you. Mm. Okay, what is the greatest flavour of chips, like packet chips? And what is the one flavour you want? Well, isn't that the same question? 
Um, salt and vinegar Smiths. Good, good with the beverage. Just good. Mm. You got any f- chip flavors? I'm not a huge chip man. I I don't mind a salt. Yeah, probably the salt and vinegar. You know what I prefer? I like a, a salted corn chip. Oh, yeah, just good a plain, shout, just original good salted shout. corn yeah, with salsa. Shout. A little bit of salsa, yeah, and some and good guac. Not not just smashed avocado. I want proper guac. Yeah, that's expensive now. Yeah, it is. And don't buy coffee either. <laughs> Said the guy who got the fifty thousand fifty thousand dollars, which yeah, from his twenty years ago, which paid for his first two deposits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Catfish SC. How much do you think Cody Walker is worth if released? Which club should snap him up, and why should it be the Broncos? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know worth, that should be the $650,000 in the open market. He's worth what someone will pay him. He's yeah. a good half, so he's worth over five hundred. worth over six hundred. Maybe whatever. Warriors? Uh, I'm trying to think who needs a who, running 5'8". Who, five, could, five where could destroy no. his career? The Warriors. Good mm. idea. No, I'm just look, trying to think who needs a running 5'8". Well, the Tigers have their 5'8". Five, uh, five now, a lot of halves are starting to fall in their place. Eels already have two yeah. running 5'8s yeah. and no halfbacks. So Mate, there'll be a those. market for him if you went anywhere, but I just feel like it's a contract play. When you're a good player, people will come after you. Yeah. Uh, Manly Manly would place Blake Green They could do that mm-hmm. Push Blake Green back to England As you said earlier And uh, That's it That's all the questions Good areas Okay good I probably missed some Because people sent in 400 tweets oh, Talking well. about things That's your fault Well <laughs> You made, you made well, your Well guys own, this is the end of the show <laughs> Thanks very much uh, Thanks Ben Thanks for coming on <laughs> No worries uh, Thanks Dale Appreciate do it anything, and, uh, Do you have anything to plug? Uh, watch my shows on nrl.com So I get in How do you get in the media? Let's do that again <laughs> Yeah let's do that again <laughs> 45 minutes later Okay anyway That's it we're done? Yeah we're done Thanks for coming on Ben Oh that was pretty great Thanks for having us Mitch yeah, See you later everybody See you guys
Sanuya.